It's the uh, Bottled Soccer Talk podcast, our program show, where we talk about football, soccer, and it's episode number uh, 112, and my name is Nestor, that's Henry, and it's two guys, two mics, two pints, once again, and um, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm not going to lie, at the moment, uh, a bit shaken up, a bit distraught, (laughs) Uh, I'm seeing double. (laughs) Oh, my neck hurts. (laughs) The reason is no Pepe, no Peefock. <laughs> oh my God! I can't wait to get into some of the international football squads that have been released, and also a, a, a tear for my boy Bobinho, Firmino, and we're gonna talk more about this in a sec. But yeah, man, overall enjoying all the hype around everything, the overreaction from myself, from others. It's a I don't know, man. I know we hate, the, a lot of people hate the World Cup in the winter, but I've never felt this feeling in November about football. It's like weird. It's a first. Yeah, well, I mean, about the World Cup in general. And you know how, like, I, like I've been moaning about it for fucking years. Like, like yeah, I think even before the last World Cup. And I, I would agree with you. And even when we would talk, we would preface it before. Mm-hmm. But since we're here now, I'm just like, I, I, it would just be wrong of me to lambast it when I'm going to be right there, first in line, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and that, that, that's what I was getting at is, like, <laughs> I know I was like, I've been pissing and moaning about it. But I'm already, get, like, talking to my friends, like, all right, all right, so what days are we going to call out? What days are we going to, like, start partying from, like, fucking four in the morning? Three yeah. in the morning, whatever it is. Oh, the, the weekends night, are going to be before. fucking dope. Yeah, my birthday happens to be during the round of 16. So, What well, what day is that on? Like, is it going to be on a Saturday? The, this Oh, or? yeah, Saturday and Sundays. Oh, yeah. but, like, that's when your birthday fourth. falls? Yeah, yeah my birthday. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, those days are going to be pretty wild, and we're already, like, playing that out. So, yes, I totally realize I'm, you know, I'm within the hypocrisy, but I always knew I was going to partake. Yeah. Is it, so I'll just I'll just lay it out there before you know any judgment is cast. I fully accept it. That's nah, all good. I mean, and I'm dude, excited. I'm hyped. You're in the majority. Trust me. And you know, even myself, I had my own opinions on it. I feel like maybe I've been a an apologist for it a lot, a defender of it. It's it's only to counterbalance the the perception at the moment. I feel, but yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess. I don't know where to start because obviously the U.S. dropped their lineup. France dropped their lineup. Brazil did. I would say those are the three most notable. Obviously, maybe some other countries. Yeah, I just saw that the Cameroonian uh, FA released the, you know, so, I mean, that. It's under the radar. Yeah, It is. And quite frankly, we don't care. Yeah, sorry. I mean, these days I couldn't even name you one player, truthfully. From Cameroon? Is, I mean, I'm sure, I, like, once I see the lineup, I'll be like, okay, I know him, I know him, I know him. No, you, you know what? You're right, though, because I can't really think of... I mean, and I'm sure there's, like, a big name yeah. there. He's like, oh, yeah, of course. For sure, yeah. for sure. Like, you know, um, actually, I, I know now. Uh, the only one that comes to mind, I believe, Shupo uh, Moting from... Uh, by oh, by yes. the way, he's having a, a tidy season. He, he, that he is. That Interesting. He is. He's benefiting from, uh, you know, a certain uh, pole leaving... Um, yeah, and he's getting attention from from different clubs. It he is, and somebody made an interesting point uh, there. And it, when you frame it this way, it just kind of makes me crack up. But they're like, I never thought a West Brom, a former West Brom, and a former Stoke player would be lighting it up on on Bayern. Oh, Bayern Munich. You know, Chupamoting playing at Stoke, and 
And uh, obviously, well, you know, didn't Gnabry play for West Brom too? Yeah, that's why, like West Brom and oh, Stoke. Oh, yeah, so like, I, I dude, having mean. those oh, both guys as a wing, and, like, it's crazy, you know. I but you play for both. No. So what does that say about the level? Of, nah, nah, I'm, I'm well, just kidding. I'm kidding. Nah. Because because the Prem <laughs> teams are calling for him. I know, I know. It's <laughs> it's like and like we can't say that anymore because the Prem is really fishing in Bundesliga. I mean, the next big guy is probably gonna be Jude if it happens that way. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, well, going back to oh hey hey. He's not bad. I mean, that. Oh, by the way, that dude Musiala, man, he's having a hell of a season uh, too. Yes. And you know, he's uh, I believe half English, half German. Going to represent Germany. Yeah, he's chosen to represent. Germany. But um, it would be cool to see him come to the Prem as well. Uh, but yeah, reeling it back to Cameroon, they they released their squad. I don't know if there's any other countries uh, um, that I can you know think of, but none that really come to mind. Yeah. None uh, of like the big ones or the ones that we're kind of invested in. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, I can't wait for Argentina's to drop. I mean, it's actually... Pre- I love I Argentina. <laughs> I know. I, I don't think uh, there will be many surprises, though. Uh, I did hear that Lo Celso... Uh, is Why what, the fuck would he get the call up? Well, that's the thing. And, and this is what annoyed me. This this guy who uh, I follow, and, and he's a City fan, and he's a big Ruben Diaz fan. He's like, Lo Celso is out. That's literally the best player that can play alongside Messi. And he's just fucking outraged. And but I still think he's a valuable addition to the team. Not sure if he's a starter. He's a glue guy. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that much. He's and yeah. Leave it at that. I mean, from a country that's you know produced guys like Riquelme, Saviola, and so on, Veron. Yeah, he doesn't hold a candle to them. But I can't wait to see what they release. I can't. You know, I'm waiting to see what Mexico releases. Yeah, I, I guess the reports are that he uh, that thought that was going to release this the lineup on the 13th, which. Would be, uh, I guess, Sunday. Word, word. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's. I'm kind of paying attention to that. Uh, I, I, I am keeping an eye on Spain. I can't wait to see who they. Oh yeah. Officially put out, uh, mm-hmm. and England as well. England. Uh, we've heard omissions due to injury, but uh, and I heard that James Madison, which was the big ticket uh, omission there, that people were kind of groping. I mean. Griping, groaning about, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah gr- griping as well, yeah. Um, but you know that's a that's a good uh, that's a good you know team to see and see what who they pick because there's gonna be a lot of outreach. I know there's gonna be certain guys that's gonna be like, oh wow. yeah, you know. And going back to Spain, um, um, BK retired. He retired yeah. last week, and it was kind of a sentimental video. Was, and it was out of nowhere. It was yeah, like, all of a sudden. Yeah, um, and I have my ideas on that. I, I do too. I, I did hear. Um, I don't know if it's true, but it's like a conspiracy, more or less. Like, where he has some business interests that required him to uh, retire by now. Before uh, there's a clause that comes in into play where no La Liga player, I believe, can have a like a business venture within La Liga, and I guess he's like on top of, of saving wages. Oh, that too, and then but he's like apparently like I don't know if it's Andorra. He owns some kind of team or, or some something thereabouts. I didn't do my full research on it, but there is like business interests that required like on behalf of Piquet, not even Barcelona. He has his own business interests that required him to depart. Um, and I was maybe a little harsh when I first heard the news, but a legend, no doubt, no doubt. I just feel like there have been better players that have you know taken that position, both for Spain and Barcelona. But, you know, consistency, and he's been through the highest of highs with them and mm-hmm. and even the lowest of lows. So, you know, fabulous career. 
Wish him oh, the best. Oh, well, he's got everything. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, my thing is like, how much of it was due to him? That's that's debatable. I you mean, know, like, it's hard to it's hard to measure. It, it's hard because Barcelona being such a legendary club, obviously you can have a ton of names, and then like within his era, there was the Puyol. There's Abidal, yeah. Mascherano, I guess, a little later. Rafa Marquez. Rafa Marquez. Um, Even uh, Yaya Torre uh, towards his later years, and Colo Torre. But, yeah. you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of good company there. Yeah, but, you know, he was there when all the shit happened, too. All the Champions League, all the league titles. Yeah, yeah. The, the treble, um, World Cup. And he really got to... Enjoy Prime Messi. I mean, Prime Prime. Oh, yeah, like, he totally enjoyed it. Just got on his knee. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, dude, like, at that point, like, imagine the carry job that Messi's doing. Like, your defense is, is, is notable and needed, but it's it's almost obsolete when you have a guy who was scoring at the volume well, he's scoring. I mean, you know, they, they didn't have too shabby of a, of them, you know, midfield and, and the rest of the attack as well. Well, the whole team was star-studded. Yeah, um, studs, study boys. One thing I do like about him that, you know, is is what, what the modern, you know, center back is now is his ability to just get the ball, you know, into the second and final third um, from the back, which is a, a skill that's, you know, heavily required these days in a lot of systems, and he was kind of a pioneer for that. Oh, and always uh, aerially sound. Yeah, you know, big guy, set piece, uh, set pieces were unlocked. Prettiest guys you'll ever see. You know, and so you have your different styles of center backs where as a great Puyol was just like a hard man, doesn't shirk a challenge, mm-hmm. passion merchant, you know, that like that kind of thing. He, oh, I never got that from Piquet, but he was well-loved and, uh, you know, from the from the Masia, so he'll always hold a special place yeah. there. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, you know, having said that, you know, he retires, but he's still part of that preliminary, like, 50-man team in Spain. So is he retiring from football in total, or is he still, like, kind of trying to hold on to that spot within Spain? Honestly, I, I don't think he'll he'll get called up, personally. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's merited it, for sure. But. Well, yeah, that, and then... I, I could have swore, by the way, that he retired from international football, but, you know, maybe he was thrown on there as an honorary mention, but... I don't think a serious international team. I don't team. think Luis Enrique would do that. But there's that that doubt you have because of all the connection there. You know, as far as yeah, I know, and it kind of invalidates a lot of the people that he that Luis Enrique picks. Let's be honest. A lot, a lot of the people know. there, you, you kind of associate. Oh, they they have that Barcelona connection or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's that obvious link there, but. But also, you have to say, like, some of the best Spanish players are, are playing for Barcelona just flat out, as well as Madrid, although Madrid these days have a, a beautiful assortment of, like, different geographical Brazilians. places. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got you know, some of the best South Americans. Baila, Vini, Baila. You got, like, you know, I've never seen such a French, uh, you know, Madrid side as far as, you know, you got Mendy, you got... Well, Varane left now, but, you know, obviously uh, Camavinga and, and Chuomeni. Benz. It's just Benz. Yeah, there's 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 just a lot, you know. We're talking speak French. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, boy, wouldn't he love to be French, man? Because he would have a World Cup, and, you know, with Belgium, he doesn't have a shot even, so. Um, well, with KDB, you don't know. Can't I say. It sucks that, like, I've enjoyed KDB's World Cups every time because I think he's such a valuable player both for club and country. 
but this guy puts in a valiant effort, but man, they just don't have enough to get past the finish line. No, they keep relying on that team, um, and I think we're gonna find out that shit. Like, they- imagine KDB was French, man. Like, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously like you know hypotheticals, but that'd be pretty insane. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, USMNT. Right, right. Um, the good guys. Yeah, the good guys. I mean, ah, oh, shit. I say that fully tongue in cheek, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm not too. Uh, I'm not too upset with the with the, uh, you know the the picks that Berhalter made. I just there's a few omissions that I felt were a little a little bit harsh, and I'll just go the quick. I'll go through the quick ones. I should I should probably just go. I'll start by naming the guys that made it. So let's okay. start with the goalkeepers: Ethan Horvath, Matt Turner, and surprising for me this one, Sean Johnson. And I didn't find that surprising at all. Uh, you know, I I just feel that Stefan is better than him and has been better than him for a while. Uh, but you know, right now we're we're comparing a guy who plays every every week. Uh-huh. Compared to a guy that plays every week in a, in the championship, um, and by the way, he's had some pretty good performances this season. Um, not not me saying that. Middlesbrough fans will t- will tell you that. So, um, so what you're left to compare is is the level of competition, and I think the championship is better um, than the MLS. Uh, I'm not saying by a whole lot, but I just think that they are. And, you know, I think um, not only that, but, you know, even off of just past triumphs and, and contributions to the national team, Kashawn Johnson has gotten plenty of caps before as well. Um, so it's not a surprise that he made it, but he, I don't think he should have made it over Stefan. That's my only problem. Uh, am I surprised he made it? No. But, um, you know, even then I would have been more surprised if, if uh, Sean Johnson... I mean, I'm surprised. I'm more surprised with Sean Johnson making it over Stefan than I would have if he made it over Horvath, for example, who I like a lot. Uh, but it's becoming clearly obvious that Matt Turner is going to be the starter. I feel, um, despite only playing like four yeah, matches. And it's funny. It's funny that that, that the whole Stefan thing is the conversation that it is when Matt Turner goes to Arsenal. He's not playing at all. He's playing like four matches in the last six months. And, and by the way, he's played well in those matches, but. You it's know, a good team. It's a good team. Better competition, albeit some of it is Carabao. So, and, it's, and it's, I guess sometimes it's so hard to say. I find Sean Johnson to be, I think, the best peer keeper that the U.S. have. Because of the saves that he does. And, and yeah, like you can take you know, the level of competition you know, into, you know, into consideration. But the stops that he makes, I mean, he still has to stop professional footballer shots. Yeah, yeah, he's and, athletic. And, and I'll he's give very him that. good at, at that. Yeah, and his distribution leaves a lot to desire. Um, however, I don't know how important that is, and I'm going to say this, it's not important because this guy's not starting, so he's not even going to play really, as, as far as I know, unless barring any major emer- emergencies. You yeah, know? you you, you got to look at the number one guy, and that's pretty much the one that they're going to roll with. Yeah, yeah, know, for the majority unless of the Unless there's some you know, injury. Or and whatever. even then, I yeah. think... Horvath is an, is the next guy after him, uh, but yeah, man, that's that's my first um, you know omission that I had a problem with. Uh, I'll go through the defenders really quick: uh, Cameron Carton Vickers from Celtic, Sergio Dest, former Barcelona, now AC Milan, Aaron Long from the New York Red Bulls, Shaquille Moore from Nashville, T- 
Tim Ream from Fulham, Anthony Robinson from Fulham, Joe Scali from Borussia Mönchengladbach, DeAndre Edlin from Miami, Inter, and uh, Zimmerman, also from Nashville. Um, so, I mean, the obvious omission for me and the one that I have the biggest problem with is John Brooks. Yeah. Um, I think you lose, not only do you lose just a better defender than some of these guys, you, you lose a veteran experience. That's another guy that was also brought on around the Jurgen Klinsmann era. Um, you know, and, and he's, he's solid, man. I mean, he's one of the only ones that has actually played in Europe the longest. Um, so, you know, it's, a. Uh, it's it goes to show that you know there there are egos in the team even with the manager and once you're out of favor you're out of favor because that one for me there's no excuse outside of you have a bone to pick with that guy so yeah yeah or or they made some comment you know in, in a previous call up and you just you just don't fuck with him like that yeah yeah you know uh, I guess the uh, Yedlin has clawed his way back into good graces. Yeah, he um, might. Like that that's kind of an iffy one, but maybe you don't have a problem with him just because of his function. Yeah. With the team. Well, he's he's really good actually cuz the last yeah. matches he's played for us, he's actually been a decent player, you know. Yeah, so, you know, he he's kind of earned it back and again, he's going to be more of a like a right back. Yeah. And, and Brooks is he's a center back. Center back, yeah. So, um See, but this is the inter- interesting thing that you mentioned that uh, obviously Yedlin played all around Europe, you know, I mean, well, mostly England and Turkey, if you want to consider it, but, um, so he comes back to MLS, plies his trade, and obviously looks better than the rest, so he gets a call-up, like, let's say, hypothetically, John Brooks did the same thing maybe a year or two ago, let's say he goes to join Sporting Kansas City and just puts on a clinic, tall guy, big guy, physical, can, he can do everything a defender needs to do. I think if that happens, he, he would have earned a lot of more love and respect to warrant a call-up. But since he's always been, he's kind of like Vela in the way where he just, he doesn't care to, to I think, win favoritism uh, towards to the, the man. politics. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, no, you want me to go here? I'm No, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. And, and you know, that that probably played into, into a, you know, a factor. Um, Isn't he even solid where he's playing? Yeah, he has. He currently what, what he with? So he was at Wolfsburg. I believe he's at on loan somewhere in Spain. I should probably know this. Uh, one second. Got you right now. Oh, actually, it doesn't tell me here. Um, but, you know, he's playing European football, Europa League football. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with that. Who would have been the guy that he would have... Uh, replaced it would have been Aaron you Long. Got, you gotta do say it. Aaron Long, you know. So Aaron Long would have been the guy that sacrificed, I think. But Aaron Long is one of the favorite MLS defenders. You he's know, he's currently at Benfica. Oh, so it's I said Champions Spain. League team. Yeah, Champions League. My mistake. Uh, and by the way, he played the other day. Did he was partnered with Otamendi? That, nice. that, 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 that might know. have done it for you, huh? Oh, I was just like, wow. Well, I saw his every touch and like some of the shit that he was doing, like as far as tackles. He, he looks good. It just goes to show there's some favoritism going on there. So that's my biggest omission from defenders. Uh, who would have I taken out? Aaron Long. I would have brought in John Brooks. Um, one more thing. Uh, Joe Scally, I'm glad he got called up. I think he's the most underrated out of all of them. There was a there was questions that he was even going to be called up, right? Because he hasn't always been a shoo-in. Yeah, and, and that's just at, at the fault of just having to play against really good right backs. Um you know, as far as getting into the team, you got to fight off DeAndre Ellen, Serginho Dest, and well, Shaq I think Moore. He's, 
And I find Shaq Moore also to be like one of those like surplus type guys. He is, and but you know one thing about him, and and the reason why he's my favorite MLSer that got called up into this camp because huh. he recently he recently actually, um, you know, just came back from Spain. He was playing in Spain uh, for a few years, um, so he has a little bit of a different, and he also played in uh, sorry in. Um, in Portugal as well, so he has like more touch. I feel more intelligence. On oh, the he's ball. cultured. Yeah, yeah. He's not like now when we mention Aaron Long, that's a guy that's never, never been outside of his of his yard. You know, he's just comfortable where he's at. Um, but yeah, that's 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 it with the defenders, midfielders. Honestly, I didn't have many problems with the midfielders. We have Aronson, obviously from Leeds, Kellen Acosta. Tyler Adams, Luca de la Torre from Celta Vigo, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and Christian Roldan. That, that's the one that I feel is... And, and I hear you, and I hear you, because I understand, like, he's not... Well, he's just not a, you know, a, a flashy player. He just kind of does... He just kind of... He does his job, right? And he's a workhorse, and he, he tries real hard. But truthfully, for his role, there's not many other guys that are better in our pool currently um you know it's it's very difficult to think of one so i mean i understand why he made it on and again it's like one of those guys probably not gonna get any playing time Uh, he's gonna be yeah he's the bottom of the barrel for them as far as midfielders go so it's it's interesting and by the way i think kellen acosta for me is too um Albeit he's he's better than than Roldan, but he's not gonna get that much love either. In the midfield, we're talking about just these three alone: McKenny, Musa, and Adams. Oh, and then beyond that, you still have Luke De La Torre, who for me is is underrated. He's just underrated for the fact that he does things that nobody else on the team can do, and it's things that I don't think you can teach. Sometimes, you know, it's just kind of like a a sense it, for the game. It's gonna be tough though when he plays against, say, England. Oh, yeah. If he does, because that that's a very physical midfield. Yeah. And he's not a physical player. He's, he's like a pure technical type yeah, player. Yeah, he's technical. Which um, is a lot different than the rest of the U.S. Oh, midfielders. Well, the starters, anyway. Guys like that. Kenny and, and Musa, those, oh, guys, those guys. yeah. Those guys are going to run you off the pitch. But and Adams, also, too, man. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tyler Adams, that, too. That three is, yeah. those are dogs. Those all dogs. So, like I said, I don't have too much of a problem with midfielders. Uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm loving the discourse around it, because there's some guys who are mentioning, like, Oh, Mihailovic or, you know, Paulo Riola could have been useful there, even though he, he, can, he yeah. can also be implemented as a winger. Yeah, but. yeah. And, and, you know, to be honest, I, I find the, the position winger to be considered a uh, mid. But yeah, because you got That's Brendan just my Hansen. own personal sort of, like, thing. But, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think um, when you're – when you bring someone that's totally different, he brings – like they they always make fun of this verticality. Like yeah, that's that's kind of Greg that, that sort of like the that sort of guy that runs behind you know the defenses and and makes and spreads them thin. They might they might be able to use something different like that. But I mean, when you say, I think that's the only thing I agree with on, on with Alexi Lalas is when you say, okay, well, I have a problem with him. Okay, then who should who should be there? That's that's the way I look at it, and based mm-hmm. on omissions, like I, midfield is the the. If I'm grading it, this is the best category they worked on. They did their yeah. homework on this one, mm-hmm. and I like it. Um, and coming coming to the next one, go this on. is the most uh, I think 
problematic one. We'll start with our forwards, which typically includes, you know, your striker, your winger, your false nine in some cases. Um, gotcha. I'm going to start with the best ones that made it because I want to give them their flowers before I pile in on, on the guys that, I'm sorry, they don't, they don't deserve a seat at the table. It's a respect thing. Um, I'll, I'll start off with a, a sleeper, Tim Weah. I'm glad he made it on. I think he's the best one. I think he's super talented, and I agree with you on that. Um, he has certain things that nobody else on the team has from that position on the field. He's going to be one of my favorite players to watch. Um, next guy I'm going to include, no surprise, Christian Pulisic. Um, I think God. we all knew that, and um, I, I just I, I'm so I'm so glad I could finally see him in a World Cup. He might flounder, he might not, but at least I could say he's been at a World Cup now. Well, Wonder Boy, show us. Huh. Uh, well, following this, Gio Reyna. Um, Pull who, that meat up. Who can also operate in the midfield. He, I think him and Brendan Aronson are interchangeable in some cases. Very similar skill yeah. sets, yeah. And, and they're just both very tidy. I love his addition. Uh, after him, I'm going to go Josh Sargent, who, you know, despite being a, a bit of a journeyman, you know, he's found his form this season, and he's shown it previously not only uh, for the U.S., but at club level. Um, I, I like that addition. I'm, I'm very cool with it. Uh, next one, Haji Wright. So this guy, there's a lot of history to him that people don't know. Obviously, he came up in the youth system with, with Christian Pulisic. They were both, like, two of the best players. He had severe knee injuries, had to, like, fight his way through Europe again. Uh, now he's one of the top scorers in the Turkish league, you know, which you got to take that with a grain of salt, you know. Some some could even say maybe it's near MLS level. It's damn, damn right. It's right there? Damn near. Damn near. But right there's there? more money in the game there, and so they can get better talent sometimes, uh, even though it's washed talent uh, these days. So like the MLS. But, you know, guys like Kyle Lahren, you know, they play there, and, um, you know, a few others. But, um Sile. Daily Ali. I'm not, ah. I'm not pronouncing C-Y-L-E like Kyle. That's Sile. Ah. I your name wrong. Sucker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Haji, you know? I, I was a little on the fence with him at first, but I'll allow it. Now, these are the two players that I, I found most problematic. And I'll start with the one that I like more, Jesus Ferreira. Who, who's a nine? Who can also kind of drift wide? But truthfully, I don't think he's he's good enough, you know? I just don't think he's good enough. And, you know, he's shown moments against very meager teams. I'm talking about, you know, Trinidad, Trinidad and, you know, yeah, he, he looks like the guy Granada. against there. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, he's a little bit more defendable. Now, this is the one that I, I did not like. Jordan Morris, Seattle Sounder, veteran. He's a veteran, so that's the only that's the only silver lining to his call up. But in terms of skill and merit, I'm sorry, man. Like you're you're not impressive. You're not impressive. And if we're being real, for his position where he plays on the field, even though he can't play as a nine, he he does occupy the wing a lot. Why not bring Paul Ariola? You know, that's yeah. the guy I would have brought in. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and if not Paul Ariola, take a risk on an actual guy that can put the ball on the back of the net in either Pifok or Pepe. Now, these guys are more targeted guys. I get it. But I, I think, like, that talent that you leave out in sacrifice for Morris, yeah, it's just, you know, no. Okay, so maybe, you know, Pepe, you're giving up, well, with Morris, you're giving up technique and maybe height. And physicality, P-Fog. you know. He's right, right. A big but, guy. but then here's here's the counter to that. P-Fog is is physical. He's big. 
and, and he's an actual nine. I don't understand. You, you're not going to put Morris on the wing. Uh, right. Any of those lines, based on the players that you have currently. So you're thinking of Morris as strictly a nine. I don't see it. It's it's baffling. It's just not. Yeah. That that one really doesn't make sense. Ferreira, sorry, doesn't make sense. Sargent to me doesn't make sense. So, you got it. Yeah. You can swap the three guys that we just mentioned: Pifak, uh, Pepe, and Ariola for those three guys, and that that midfield to front line is going to be as close to perfect in U.S. standards as it's going to get. The fact that those omissions were made in the front, to me, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 head scratching. Morris. Uh, and even even right to an extent, okay. Whatever. Right to He's an extent too. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'm subbing off right before Sergeant personally. Yeah. But but even then, I I think I'll, I'll keep Sergeant and right, and I would just simply do the Polariola and Pepe or Polariola and Pifak. Any of those three instead, you come in, and I'm much happier with the selection. And, and those are my problems. Obviously, I identified a lot of differences I have with this, the team selection. But all in all, every time I was starting 11, we got it. We got our guys. It's just the depth now that it's like, well, now the guy I'm subbing yeah, on, depth. it's like we could have had a better guy there, you know? Yeah, especially in the front line. Dude, you tell me you bring on Pepe even not as a starter. 60th minute, something about his demeanor, his confidence gives me the idea that I, he can make a difference, you know? His, his creativity with the kind of goals he's scoring, headers. By the way, uh, I think like he's, it's a lot of headers he's been scoring for uh, the new team he's at. Um, currently forgetting in, in the era of um, uh, Groningen. Yeah, Groningen. So it's like, man, I, how, do you, how do you keep up with these players and not call them up, man? I can't tell you a memorable play Jordan Morris has made this year. In fact, we saw him live this year. I was not mm-hmm. impressed. <laughs> I, I don't mean, even dude, remember. What game was that? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Sounders Galaxy, and it was like... Fucking, we saw that. Yeah, I remember uh, where Nico Lodeiro and it was like uh, me, you, Mark, and the whole gang. Oh, oh, oh yeah. But yeah. Morris was. Oh, There's a reason why I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the four-four game, though. Yeah, it was a good game. It was or a good game. Three-three. Yeah, four-four. No, I think it was three-three. Three-three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We um, got a penalty. But yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, this is one that it's just you got to chalk it up to favoritism. You know. You know, but um, yeah, man, that's that's going through the whole and, lineup. And like a little bit of the conversation also was, um, the U.S. kind of snatched Pepe from Mexico. It, it was like a you know eleventh hour type thing, and the fact that they did all that and probably promised him World Cup, yeah, only for it to not happen. That that's kind of a heartbreaker for the kid, especially he goes to Augsburg. And correct me if I'm wrong, but. He included uh, Berhalter in, in that sort of uh, decision-making aspect of it, where he he went to him and and asked him, "Hey, like, what do you think is a good idea, or like, what are your thoughts on this?" Yeah, there there was some input from Berhalter on his move to Augsburg, where where he was miserable for the year. Yeah, and like we we can't really sugarcoat that for the I don't know seven months that he was there, it was bad. He comes to he goes to the Eredivisie, he's lighting it up now. Yeah. And to me, that means a lot more than whatever uh, Sargent's doing, whatever Jordan Morris did, and whatever Ferrer did. Uh, Sargent, I, I think Sargent's been top, man. Like, honestly, I, I can well, only say He had a bad speaking. year last year, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but going up until recency, which which is all we can go off with Pepe as well, yeah. I think they're bar for and, bar. And, and, but, no, I agree. Yeah, and, 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 and even then, even then, Sargent's not the low-hanging fruit. To me, it's Ferreira 
and, and um, Morris, Morris. Yeah, easily. And then you could you could argue either Sergeant or Wright. Um, but you know, P-Fock, yeah, man. P-Fock is above those guys, dude. Pfock is is so is so snubbed. I think. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Pepe, but Pfock, man. And, and we're probably talking about a guy that does that also doesn't play kiss ass. That also doesn't you know. Oh no, Pfock is do the politics. He he does his thing. Dude, and, and they they would ask Pifak after the games because he's scoring, you know, every other game in the Bundesliga. And they're like, so, you know, what are your thoughts going into the World Cup? Um, you know, Greg is Greg does Greg Burkhalter have, him, have you in his plans? And he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he's like, I don't know. You know, that's not really my decision. Like, like he like some players would be like, oh, I would hope so. You know, I'm trying my best here. He's more like a careless type, which I would... He's nonchalant. Yeah, and I would probably be the same, man, honestly, because... He's he's been disrespected. Well, I mean, you had your thoughts on Stefan, you know, being snubbed too. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Stefan, like I, I totally would have been on board with him not being a starter per se. We still, he still got to be part of that camp though, man. I mean, even if he didn't play at one game, just the, the what he's learned in training. Yeah, and even. I've said it, I've said this so many times. The fact that you're playing, that you see KDB, uh, like. Grealish, Holland, yeah, on a on a day to day, the training that you get on that on that training ground is Some crazier of the best than whatever you're gonna get on MLS. Yeah, and yeah, game experience is very crucial. But yeah, in terms of like what you see is it, there's nothing that's gonna replace it. Um, having said that, I think I think there's like a personality thing to it, and it might also be like a it, it might also be like a personal thing because it, it's not the first time that Stefan doesn't get the call up. Yeah. Because there, there was times where he was benched even. And, uh, um, I don't know if it was, uh, Horvath or, or, um, Turner, yeah. Turner that got starts over him. So may, maybe that kind of started off like this. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like you, you can only assume that he, he had this entitlement. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucked though. I, I I don't believe it. Like I still don't believe that one. I don't believe Peppy and P Fox omission. Uh, it's wild. Those are the hardest to swallow. John, they are John the Brooks. best players. Yeah, yeah. It's like no MLS player holds a light, truthfully. But you know, it is what it is. And overall, the starters didn't change. I think uh, we we know who's gonna start. Um, I mean, if we had to make the starting lineup off of what has been selected, I go... Maybe maybe other than John Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Well, John Brooks, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... But you know what? One thing about the whole center back situation is, like, even if we don't have John Brooks, like, the next guy up is pretty good. Is he as good as John Brooks? Maybe not. Not as experienced. You know, John Brooks isn't the best version of himself anymore either. We have to remember. Yeah, we're not uh, talking about a fucking zombie. He's 29. Yeah, I know, I know. But he's had his injury spells. That's That's why I mean, like... Like, when he was 25, 26, 27, like, that was really his apex. And But right now, if I had to start right now, it's it's Serginho Des, Cameron, Cameron Carter-Vickers. That's a mouthful. Um, Anthony Robinson on the left, and I would go with uh, Zimmerman as the starting center back. Well, I wouldn't Zimmerman. be surprised that uh, Scali started. I would like it, but... Um, I don't know, man. That's it's a problem. Like as as far as fullbacks go, the U.S. is pretty good. Yeah, left back is a little weak. Anthony Robinson is the shoe in there. Yeah, yeah. But after him, I think that's where Joe Scally comes on because he can play either side. Obviously, 
maybe not at his best, but you know he can still make it work. Um, so that's my starting back, and then in the midfield, you got to go with the three-headed monster man. Yeah. Um, which we already went over, Musa McKenney Adams. But we've also seen Kellen Acosta play pretty good. Yeah. You know, alongside um, uh, Musa and and McKenney. Uh, but Adams is clear. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's no, the only I thing. Mean, I, I do agree with say, that. Say say yeah. we start instead of doing three mid, like let's just for fuck you know for the fuck of it, let's say four midfielders. You throw either Gio Reyna or Brendan Aronson as a sort of like a ten. Mm-hmm. That would be fun to watch. Um, and mm-hmm. then, well, up front, so we're going. That would leave you with four sick and and uh, I sick and I Aaron. guess Timo Weah. Yeah, yeah. With, with Gio Reyna or Aronson dropping in as a fall. And I, and I don't really see Aronson being as effective as Reyna as a false nine. Or like a ten, like a Gangancha type player. Mm-hmm. But when you have, if you were to have Pulisic and Timo Weah, you can definitely have. McKenny makes a lot of forward runs and you can see whoever plays the ten making those oh, forward man. runs too to finish it off. I mean that's that's a pretty effective team and it's kind of it sounds pretty sexy. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm but that's, that's the big question. It is I'm bricked. Is is uh, Burhalter going to want to go four four two or four three three or does he have something else in mind? Is he going to do a five man? It's back probably going to be a four three three. Hey man, I I'd be here for it. You know, um, yeah. and then in that four three three side, so I'd go with the the, the big dogs that I said the, the the main three and then way on the right. Aronson on the left, Pulisic in the middle. The, the great thing about that is you have McKenny and Musa, depending on whatever instruction or whatever sort of um, setup that Burhalter can give them, is they can definitely overload and uh, on attack, but also on defense. And t- we know Tyler Adams is is you know he's a destroyer, um, you know number six. So defensively, they do provide a lot of coverage, but they also do a lot for the team when it comes to attack so mm-hmm. it, 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 hey man like I said that's my dark horse it's it's a fun team you know and, and you know the more I think about it it's like the guys that were you know marginally tripping on it's like man they might not even they might they, they might not even have an effect yeah yeah but, but you want your reserves to to be able to come in and have some sort of authority or have yeah. some sort of um, credibility with, yeah. with the team and Sorry, man. The the, the extras are um, just not with it. Yeah, and and also like we also have to remember we did mention the best eleven, but the best eleven isn't going to play play every game. Injuries will happen. Um, game fitness will be an issue, and that's where guys like you know the guys we mentioned are important. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm pretty excited to see what comes of this, and and you know, uh, I guess we can move on to maybe another national team. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, well, Switch one of the gears. big ones uh, was uh, yesterday or the day before. I'm not, I don't remember quite. Um, but Brazil, Brazil was the big one, and for the most part, it's not too bad. But there's a few. I, I guess I'll, I'll read through it because it, it mm-hmm. it's only fair that we did it um, with U.S. and I, I don't want to start guessing. So for Brazil, it was uh, goalkeepers Allison, Ederson, and Weberton. Uh, I don't think really highly of Brazilian goalkeepers. Yeah. They're great with their feet, but in terms of shot stopping, you know that that's always been questionable. But Alisson and Ederson are as good as it gets as well. So yeah, I, I guess I could shut the, shut up there. For defenders, it's Danilo, Dani Alves, Alexandro, Alex Dias, 
excuse me, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, uh, Militao, and um, Bremer. <laughs> I guess we can start there. That is a very thin uh, uh, defense, in my opinion. No, it is. It is. Danilo, yeah. he's always been kind of shaky. He's, he's pretty good going forward. He's got, like, that burst of pace and maybe a really good first touch. And a nice shot every now and then. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, is that what you want from your defender? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, Dani Alves, the corpse of Dani Alves. Yeah. Who was fucking struggling in Mexico in his retirement years. I don't know. Alexandro, again, another Juventus player. Juventus, who, by the way, has... Is leaking goals. They're they're probably in the weakest moment that we've seen in the last twenty five years or so. Uh, Diego Silva, 37, 38 years old, thirty nine. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. Oh, yeah, he's he's old. in his late thirties. Yeah. Uh, Marquinhos. I've never been sold on him, but fine. I, I can understand that. Uh, Militao. You know he, he's in a really good moment. Um, no questions there. Bremer. I don't know that that defense to me is is the weak spot, and you know we we know that Brazil typically just overloads on on attack and they're going to overwhelm you, um, and I guess it, I guess I guess we can look at their groups next week, but I don't know. I think that defense, I, I, the one that I find kind of weird is well, why isn't Gabriel Magliash? Yeah, yeah, that that's the main omission from there that I kind of, you know, it's it's um. I understand they, they need fullbacks, you know, so maybe that's why Dani Alves gets called up. They don't have a plethora. You know, back then they had, like, Felipe Luis, and they just had a lot of guys, man. Uh, but right now, and Marcelo, you know, but now it's like... Well, I mean, they're thin. You know, if we're calling up Dani Alves, are those guys on the same level? Probably, maybe. I don't know. Close enough, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what yeah. you're losing if you're not calling those My guys. My guy is, is, for me, one of the best... Gabriel from, from Arsenal, who yeah. had their best start in I don't know how long, and... He, he's good on set pieces, so I, it's kind of weird that he didn't get the call-up. Um, but moving on, uh, for midfield, it's Casemiro, Fabinho, uh, Bruno Guimiares, uh Fred from Manchester United, uh, Lucas Paqueta, and uh, Everton Ribeiro. I guess he's like the odd man out there. Yeah, yeah. All these other guys are playing high-level football. They're actually all in England, by the way. <laughs> but, yeah, Everton... I'm, is there no other midfielders that Brazil has produced that are playing at a high level in Europe? And It's really hard to think of one, though. And maybe this is like kind of that nationalism that Brazil has, that they have to have some guy or some guys from the Brazilian uh, league to, to represent. Yeah. Kind of like Anthony Davis in the 2012 Olympics. Yeah. And he was still a college guy or coming out of college. <laughs> I don't know. But I also feel like the inclusion of Fabinho and Casemiro... It's going to be there to act as a fifth defender. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I totally see it. Fifth and sixth, by the way, because they're, they're, they're pretty good going. Fabinho's good at, at making forwards passes, and Casemiro's good at transitioning with the ball and making those sneaky runs to the final quarter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then lastly, the, the attack, which I, I mean, we'll, we'll go through it. Uh, Neymar. Who was somehow surprised <laughs> that he, he made the team? Yeah, he did yeah. a video reaction. 
Um, Neymar, Vinicius, Gabriel Jesus, Anthony, Rafinha, Richarlison, Gabriel Martinelli, Rodrigo, and then lastly, Pedro from Flamengo. I guess, well, not I guess. He's definitely the weak link. And for me, maybe Firmino should have gotten the call. Yeah, he's the one guy that I probably ache for the most as far as making it. But, like, you know, it's really difficult because where would he feature as well, you know? Um, and But the thing about this Brazilian forward base, it's like a lot of wingers, you know? So I feel like they could have benefited from having another nine. So it's like yeah. it's I would I would have dropped Pedro and brought him instead, but I I don't know. I know Pedro is touted as one of the better prospects, you know, for the future. Yeah, overall, I mean, it's the team's strong. I, I just have my questions about the defense and and keeper's shot stopping ability with Brazil again. It, it's always a question, but if you're going to be leaking shots, then that might not be good. But with that midfield and, and that attack, it's, it's hard to go against. I think they're still a strong team. They're still they're, a very strong uh, team. A contender, for sure. Yeah, I think that attack's going to be one of the most, uh, you know, enticing to watch. For sure, yeah. And they always have some, some crazy shit cooking up. I guess the last one is, or, um, yeah, the last official one that, that's notable is the French team. And um, yeah, I believe. You know, they've been so spoiled for time that we've been saying it, so that, that depth is crazy. I, we'll go through it. Uh, Hugo Loris, Areola from uh, West Ham. And I'm not too familiar with the third choice, but who cares? Mandanda? Mandanda? Uh, yeah. Olympic Le- uh, Marseille legend. Ah, I knew that. Uh. And then on the defense, they have Upe Mecano. Varane is going to be able to make it, surprisingly. Kimpembe, not too high on him. Konate from, uh, from Liverpool's. I think he's pretty good. Saliba, uh, a lot of people are saying that he's he's the, a starter, the, the defender of the year so far for the Premier League. Benjamin Pavard still living off of a goal he made four years ago. Fair enough. Lucas Hernandez, Teo Hernandez, and uh, Jules Kunde. Yeah, he looks like he's going to recover from his injury as well. Pretty solid back line, I have to say. Yeah, Probably, like yeah. whatever four you manage to get up in there, uh, I think is a uh, pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's a pretty good back line. There's not many, there's not many weaknesses, and there's not many omissions that bother me. You know, as not far as French is it? No, no. I mean, but that's that's been the story for that's them for another, a while that's now. Another topic. Well, you know, you say something about U.S. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, when Holland too. Ah, uh, but to, England to, as well. To this degree, I, I wouldn't say though. Like, I remember this guy made an, an all-French team with guys who were actually from France and have lineage in France. It's a completely different team. You oh, know, you're, it's, st- you're still calling up Morgan Schneiderlin at that point. Yeah, you're and you're calling up guys like Terrier and I mean, guys that you, we don't even know, you know, so... Uh, uh, wait, is Guignac part of that? I think Guignac <laughs> makes it, Giroud makes it. Giroud, well, Giroud is on this team. Yeah, yeah, I know, we'll but get there. there's very few, though. There's very um, few. And then uh, on the other side, we have, uh, on the midfield, we have uh, Wesley Fofana, uh, Guendouzi, Adrian Rabio. Let's go. Somehow. <laughs> oh, well, who's better? I'm sure there are betters. I'm sure there's there's better. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Chuameni, uh, Kamavinga, and uh, Veretout, Veretout. Yeah. I don't know. 
Jordan very Trump. Yeah. Um, and then on the attack, you have, uh, well, the current Ballon d'Or uh, holder, uh, Kareem Benzema. Yes, sir. Uh, Kingsley Coman, Ousmane Dembele, Olivier Giroud. Griezmann makes it somehow. Uh, uh, of course, Mbappe and Nkunku. That's a crazy attack. Yeah. Um, there's not... And, like, I know maybe Griezmann is kind of like a question mark, but, again, like, I don't know who, who we bring in instead. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody that makes it questionable, but but given uh, Griezmann's ability and his, I guess, sort of legacy and shit, you know, it's it, it's not really a problem. And, yeah, he was in the last World Cup, too. Exactly. I mean, Pogba would have made this World Cup, too, if he was healthy. Just off the strength, I feel. I, I think so. And chemistry, yeah. And also that So, scratch a Rabio. Yeah, or Ganduzi even, you know. Um, or even very... Apparently, tough. he's been doing really well in the French League. In the French League. Yeah, yeah. Marseille, yeah, he's playing really good, but, you know, so is Nuno Tavares. And he couldn't, you know, both of these guys couldn't do it at Arsenal, but that's that's just football sometimes, you know. Got to find your, your niche. But, man, this is not really a problematic team. Like, they actually... I mean, there was early reports that, uh, I think, was it Kamavinga? Kamavinga wasn't, wasn't going to make it. Yeah, but no, nah, I mean, thankfully... I mean, how heated would you have been if Rabio and, and, like, you know, these oh, guys... Oh, yeah, like, no, if Rabio makes it and Kamavinga doesn't, that's that's problems. Yeah. But then, but then Deschamps is a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, he's Didier not. Deschamps, dickhead. Yeah, he's not the best... Uh, Duck manager. dickhead. Yeah, quadruple D, bitch. <laughs> Get a load of them tits. There you no, go. No, but... um. Yeah, he he's has his favorites and stuff, and I guess there's early reports, and I'm sure it's not going to be officially announced, and it would be kind of ridiculous to announce it before the World Cup. But there are some uh, things being said around that after the World Cup, Zidane is officially going to take over the French mm. national team. Right, right. And how these things go, so you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that clears up everything that we have to talk about in terms of the national teams. And I'm pretty sure over the next two, three days, there's always something like really big that happens the day after we record. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, oh, fuck, there it is, you know. And we kind of forget because it gets lost in the shuffle of all the other stuff. But yeah, there's going to be national teams that are going to get it. They're going to come out. And then next week is the last time that we're going to be able to speak until the World Cup actually starts. So I think we'll have to come up with, like, some sort of bracket or some sort of, like, yeah predictions and, like, you know, first, third, fourth place, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that, that'll be kind of fun to, uh, to do. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move on to... Um, unless, unless you have anything else to add about this thing no. that we've spoken about. No, no, I think, um, yeah, these these teams, like, I feel like maybe it's because of our proximity, but the U.S. one was the most inflammatory for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know, these, these didn't have too many surprises as far as Brazil and France. Yeah. Can't wait to see the other teams. We'll, we'll definitely be bringing that information forward as soon as it's official. I think for me, the Mexico one is, is important. And like you said, Argentina. I want to see yeah. the Spain. I want to see the Portugal one. Spain, the Portugal, oh, Portugal one is a good one, too. Yeah, I forgot about them. And I'm sure there's other ones that are pretty interesting. Um, but all right, let's move on. All right, so um, I guess the next thing is, like you said, a little closer to home. Uh, the MLS Cup, the MLS Final. Yeah. Uh, between uh, LAFC and Philadelphia Union. 
both yep. number one in their conference. Yeah, Bank of, Bank of California. The Stank of California. The, yeah. Well, in the U.S. or in MLS, there's uh, conferences. It's, I guess, the eastern side of the U.S. versus the western side, and um, it gets split into teams there, and there's 30 teams total. So Yeah. You have to split it evenly. And so they, they both had the same amount of points, which was crazy. Did they? Yeah, but um, LAFC got the, tra- the tiebreaker because they had more wins, while Philadelphia had less losses but more draws. Oh, I see. So, um, yeah, interesting. That's why it got hosted here in L.A. And I guess from a neutral's perspective, it didn't disappoint as far as action goes and, you know, back Events, and forth. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, Hetzel Sketzel <laughs> at times as far as, like, how... <laughs> Oh, how in yeah, yeah. control the game was, but you yeah. know, honestly, the first, there wasn't really really many classy goals where you're like, wow, that was you know that was crazy. It was it was a lot of like deflection, set pieces, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, man, um, it was a a good a good match, and it, I think it reflected both sides as far as as talent goes. But I felt that the Philadelphia Union. Played played with more organization to create those chances, whereas LAFC was more of a counter-responsive type team, you know. So yeah, and um, between their their uh, three matches, LAFC were outplayed in two of them. The playoff matches. Yeah, they were outplayed against Galaxy, and they were played outplayed against uh, Philadelphia. They happened to get results against both. But that was strictly against the run of the game. I don't. I don't know if they actually created any goals. They, they were all like just broken plays or set pieces that were in disarray. Yeah, yeah. Or just that like advantage taking, like just a poke off of a fucking rebound or something. Uh, and that's a frustrating thing. Is is Philadelphia when they were in control when they were attacking, they looked so good. But when it was time for them to manage the game, they didn't know how to freeze the clock. The players would clear the ball like after that uh, that three two because yeah. they were down one nil then two one yeah and then tied uh, it up and then they tied it up and then they went up three two yeah once they got the three two in the hundred and twenty fourth minute or something yeah they had all the time in the world but the, all they did was just kick the ball clear just clear 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 when they could have passed amongst each other giving it back to the keeper and then have him clear it yeah N- none of that they just kept losing the ball that, that's all it was was them losing the ball. And all it did was open up uh, uh, LAFC to get a, a well. Here comes uh, Gareth Bale to save the fucking day, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, was... it couldn't have been any more perfect for him because he hasn't done anything in, in his time in LA, and just so happens in the biggest moment, he he's there. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty hard to believe. You right? Yeah, it was like wow, that really just happened. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, crazy. So at that point, they're tied three three. They go to penalties. And so, uh, you know, just slightly before that, there's a big call, red card on the keeper. So they have to bring on the backup keeper who just so happens to previously play for Philadelphia. And, well, they meet in the penalty shootouts and he gets the better of them three times. And, yeah, LAFC make their uh, penalty kicks and go on to win their first MLS Cup at home. (laughs) And they finally get a star on their badge. Um, yeah. Well, that that bothers me for a few reasons. Whoa. One because of the football. They didn't they didn't play good football. 
like I said, they got outplayed in two of the three uh, playoff matches. Fair enough. That that's how that's how a lot of teams win championships. It's not the the worst thing in the world. Um, but secondly, as a Galaxy fan, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see your 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 you know noisy neighbor to win it. But what bothered me the most was the Galaxy reaction, the Galaxy uh, fans reaction. They they're like it's. It's emergency mode. Kevin, it's a disaster. Ke- Kevin is like the, the biggest doomsayer on everything. Yeah. Like if things don't go like to his team's way and like uh, we share a team, Galaxy. And if, Chelsea. Uh, well, I'm not uh, Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but if anything <laughs> goes against, it's like it's either like everyone's against us or it's like, oh, wow, this is like the worst thing ever. We got to just blow everything up and start over. Like the way that the Galaxy fans were reacting. Uh they're like, okay, now front office, what are you going to do? Like, w- were you guys just waiting for LAFC to, <laughs> to lose just to... Cause or, yeah, were you waiting on that result based on, on how you were going to react? One, and and forgive me because I'm not a front, front office manager and I'm sure there's a good reason for that. But if, if I'm in a front office, I'm not basing my reaction on another team's <laughs> results. I know what my team is lacking. You I have know, to have some pride, you know? I, yeah, yeah. Um, but I have, one, we've been there. Two, I know what we're lacking. Three, I have an idea of what I'm gonna, how I'm going to move. That's not going to go all out the fucking window just because LAFC wins. I'm not going to base what, what, what happens in the offseason just because LAFC fucking won. I, yeah, I, I hate it, but I couldn't care less about what they did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like I said, like all the problems we knew we had, we we exactly. knew three months ago. You yeah. know, it, it's like it just things. Also, I think because we could have beat them, we were very close. Um, and you know, like you said, um, LAFC kind of tripped and stumbled their way into the final. Like they didn't. I mean, apart from the Austin game. Um, well, that well, they they were the number one team in yeah. the league, so we'll give them that credit. Right, right. But they they did they did falter towards the end. And they kind of just wrote wrote off of the laurels that they that they. Um, yeah, they were fortunate. I mean, I mean, let's start with their first goal. Kellen Acosta kind of shot a bad free kick. It, it just a, happened. It was to a refit. bad shot. It just happened to hit someone. Yeah, exactly. And, and that so that already you know gives them the advantage, and it was just that kind of game, you know. But nonetheless, I I think like I said, a good spectacle from a neutral perspective, and. We'll see, you know, we'll see uh, what MLS brings next year. I think if they keep a lot, you know, a lot of the same players, they're going to be favorites again. Um, you know, Dennis Boanga, Arango, you know. And, you know, uh, and, and, and as a, yeah, as a, as a Galaxy fan, a supporter, you had to know this was coming eventually. Yeah. You know, it sucks. No one wants to see it. But the way, the way that they started off, and yeah, yeah, the fan base is terrible. The LAFC fan base, it, it, it makes me sick. They, they, they're just, they're, no, they're culture vultures. They, they just take from everything. You don't know, like their chance, you wouldn't know if they're from Mexico, you wouldn't know if they're from MLS or USA. Argentina. Or if they're fucking from Argentina or if they're from England. They're, they're just, uh, they're all over the place. They, they don't have an identity. I've said this before. It's just, it's all manufactured, synthetic, artificial. Um, whatever other synonyms you can come up with, fake. Um, but you know that's an aside. Uh, it, it was coming. They, they they had been a really good team for a long time. We're not. I'm not surprised. 
maybe other people like were hoping it would never happen, but it was gonna happen. You don't get that much money, you don't get that much talent, and nothing happens. It's gonna it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah, so and I, they they invested hard this year. Yeah, I mean, shit, they exactly. got Bonucci, they got Bell, who funny enough they didn't even make a huge difference. You know, yeah. the, the, I mean, obviously Bell made the difference, yeah, but yeah, exactly. in the fight in the dying minutes, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. But um. Hey, what they've had we'll Bella for a long time. Hey, Bella's—that's the one guy I could just say. He re-upped his level because off. he was bad for the last two seasons after that record-breaking season. Yeah, and he was great this season. He was their best player. He's the best player in their history of the ten minutes. And and they're you know this is the thing where you know obviously they have every right to celebrate their their championship and. You know, albeit, but like when they're like LA is black and gold and the city no. is ours. No, I'm not gonna take that. It took them a decade, almost right, or how, no, five uh, years. Five years, half a decade. So at this rate, it's it would take them twenty five years to even equate the success that Galaxy have had. So I, my and thing that's is assuming that Galaxy's not gonna have a few more. Yeah, I mean, enjoy it, but be humble. Don't forget. Um, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the thing is, is. Like a lot of those guys, they're 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 in your face with their successes. Yeah, well, they don't know how to act. And a lot of them will say, "Well, if we were in existence since you guys were," and I'm like, "Maybe you have a point, but that's that's hypotheticals, man. We don't know. You know, we don't know. But you know, and and then your fandom and the way you're portraying it would make sense. But the way you're acting now and the way you're you're portraying it." No, I'm sorry. It's 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 ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit forced, but you know, I, I I could say maybe that's common in in any case where like a new team is formed and then they receive immediate success. I mean, you know, I'm what? sure there's a ton of Wrexham fans now. Well, that too, that too. <laughs> but you know, Red Bull, New York Red Bulls fans had a very similar reaction to New York City winning it, even though New York City have about eight years, I believe. I I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's around that. So, I mean, yeah, it's bound to happen. And to all the LAFC fans out there, enjoy it. Drink it in. Um, and, yeah, I can't wait for next season. They're not daddy, though. I don't want to hear that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I a lot of people that. are like, no. Somos papa. Yeah, no. Somo- no uh, that's, that, they couldn't even win more than Galaxy. I'll, I'll go on the record and say they can win more. And it's never going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yeah, nah, no. I I mean I, as a galaxy fan dog, myself, buddy. I don't mind that. Yeah. You don't you don't become the big dog off of recent success. There's 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 history in fandom, and generations will prove it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So uh, moving on from that, congratulations, LAFC. All right. I I guess I'll be humble in that. Um. What else? I guess. I guess before we get on to the uh, to the review and the preview, I, I guess this is more of a, uh, I guess a negative on the World Cup, and um, I don't know how much you want to hear it, but uh, um, uh, Seth Blatter, yeah, yeah. whatever, uh, the ex-FIFA president uh, came out and said that the 22 World Cup was actually supposed to go towards U.S. and that all signs were pointing to that. Mm-hmm. And then a week before, um, Blatini... Uh, I guess I had a conversation with the French president at the time uh, to say, no, we're doing it for, for Qatar. Mm-hmm. Um, so once that bid was submitted and, and clarified, about six months later, Qatar spent, I, I guess it's like 
billions. Yeah, billions on on, yeah. on French uh, fighter jets. Yeah. So, it, if that's all true, because Sepp Blatter, for all intents and purposes, is a big fucking scumbag to it, and is a big reason why FIFA is known as being the shady organization that it is, is being honest. Like that, 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 that's all depending on that. And him trying to seem like a white knight for, for declaring that two weeks before the World Cup. My hero. Where was this eight years ago, son? <laughs> or six years ago, whenever it was announced. Yeah. Uh, Bladder, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know if I, if I can take the guy seriously. Yeah, they, they, all, they all are protecting their, their investments. and. Yeah, maybe he didn't get a big bigger kick than he was expecting. Maybe he only got five million instead of six. Yeah, um, I'm. In a way, I kind of like the fact that we didn't get the World Cup. Although it would have been enjoyable, I just think Especially I would want to see a better man. version of the U.S. participate. And I think 2026 is going to be a much more ripe U.S. team. And you but, know, but now it's the best it's been. And oh, for sure. Off for of sure. coming eight years without World Cup. For sure, that's it's been a long wait, and it's maybe the best U.S. team. I'll say the best U.S. team. Um, but it? even then. Well, that's what everybody's saying. It's the, well, the most talented, let's put it that way. Okay. We won't know if it's the best until we see if it's the best. And, you know, my goal is make it past the fifth game. Let's start somewhere. Let's build on that. And, and Tur- Tournaments are so fickle in that. And I would just say just play good. But you can play good and, and not make it out of the group stage, you know? I mean, no, that's, no. no and you, you, can, you, can't, you can't play good and make it out of the group stage. Especially against um, Wales and uh, Iran, is it? Oh, I mean, that's the thing. I think the U.S. are better than both yeah, teams. Yeah, exactly. So, so they so can have a bad day. you play good against them, you, you, you're beating them. Yeah, but I'm saying you could even play bad in, in, in the in, in the group stage, and you might still make it out. But, you know, bad football will win in, in single elimination games sometimes. Not always. Sometimes. So I'm just saying. Against Iran and Wales, I think it's a safe assumption. We've had so many World Cups in which maybe we've had an easier group and had easy draws, and we still haven't made it past the fifth. So regardless if it's easy or not, and if we play good or bad, if we make it past the fifth, it's still it's still the, impressive. Well, I, and and again, the, the fifth is is also like very subject to well, who did you play against? Well, if you're playing against Brazil versus I don't know, fucking, I mean, who who could be there? Well, that's the thing. Like, so we got to imagine who's going to top the group. If you think England's going to top the group, I mean, I think that England are better. The logical idea is that England tops the group, but I also wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised if U.S. tops it. But but for me, it's it's England and USA's group for sure. For sure, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. Alan Shearer's comments, where he's like, you know, this team is definitely not making it farther than they did last time. And I'm like, yo, they didn't even go that far last time, you know? So, like, for him to say that, I was kind of surprised. And I think it's more oh, of for a, England? Yeah, for England. Oh, well, he said that they're not going to make it further than they did last time, which is a semifinal. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's a lot to expect. Well, for all the hype behind the team, as yeah, far as but, talent, but, you know. Okay, but then you also got to remember that there are, I would say, about three or four, maybe even five teams that are on equal or better terms. Uh, well, France, Portugal, Spain, Brazil, Argentina. That's five off the top of the dome. Those are ti- those are teams that are, yeah, those are teams that are better than England, in my opinion. Mm, and I know that we will say we yeah, have like like equal or better. Uh, I don't but, know. But 
so so to expect that you know it's a bit harsh to say because in the fifth game they might they might play against one of those teams and yeah yeah it, but and historically, is it really a shame to lose against those guys? No, it's not. No, but you know historically though England has always been a disappointment in the World Cup. Yeah, always. Yeah, always. But semifinals so. is is a pretty high bar. For the U.S., it would mean the world to even reach a semifinal. Mm-hmm. For England, it's it should be expected and required. <sighs> I believe that. Because if they're bragging about the talent they have... Well, according to you, they're not even the fourth best team. No, I don't I, think they are. Yeah, I don't think exactly. they are. So, so it can't be a requirement. Well, that's the thing. I mean, as far as, far as talent goes, they're one of the most talented teams. I agree. But they're very mismanaged. In fact, they, there might be picks on players that are made that are not even the right ones. For beginners, tactics which you know aren't employed super you know intensively at, and I hope, at international. And I hope, level. yeah, that that Southgate has learned from the mistake at the Euros. Oh well, that that doesn't give us too much to be proud of either. By the way, there, well, there was an improvement from from the 2018 World Cup to the Euros. So hopefully that progression has been <laughs> linear. And he's learned from his mistakes, but you know, I don't think so because I think he's a nincompoop. He's an elegant-looking nincompoop. He looks like he has an idea. He looks like he has a grasp on things. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling that the reality is a little different than that, or quite a bit different than that. It's international football, right? Uh, but still, like, there's been several times where Gareth Southgate has been underwhelming. And I think this will be another example of that. That's that's the only. Re- I don't think it's it's so much due to the talent. They have some great players, Harry Kane, you know, Saka, Phil Foden, Bellingham. Sterling, Bellingham. Greenish. Yeah, they got I, some they, talent. I, their best eleven is up there. It has to be. Well, on paper, yeah, but you know, uh, like you know, the, the the most talented teams don't always make it far. It's just it's just the way cup football works. Costa Rica was never supposed to beat them that year that they did, and, and they did. It's just that's gonna that's bound to happen to a few teams this yeah. year. Belgium, but, that, but that also might be undermining how good Costa Rica actually are. Ah, well, and, we're, and we're looking at the at the clubs that these guys play for too. Well, that's the thing. Like Costa Rica's lineup was ass that, that, compared to England. When was it though? Oh, this was no. This was a while back. But I mean, I, I have to, I would have to pull up the last World Cup. But I felt that they were very yeah. underwhelming last World Cup too. Uh, so. Yeah. Well. Wait, the semifinal one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I didn't think they were great. You look at Germany, you look at... Was that at the one where uh, Harry Kane was... Didn't square wait, it to what, Sterling? Oh, was it Roy Hodgson in charge? Yeah, he was. Oh, he God. Was. Yeah, he was the one taking the free kicks. Yeah. Or but the corner kicks. That's my point, though. Why like, would you put Harry Kane on? I've learned, I've learned to not have any faith in, in England. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think that they're going to win the whole thing. Oh, no. But I also yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't judge them on making it to the semifinal, let's say. Well, I, I I was just like pointing to to Alan Shearer, who's from the country, who's one of their best players ever, and for him to say that, I was like, wow, like even he doesn't have because most most uh, you know uh, countrymen are, are pretty amped and and optimistic. I know like Englishmen can be more cynical, but like I've learned this that even you know they don't they don't expect much out of their national team because they've been disappointed well, so many yeah. times. Yeah, and, and yeah, they're jaded, but. I also think that in a World Cup, I guess in any tournament, I would love to see them go all the way, man. To, but yeah, no, me too. But like, I I would say to make that a requirement to make the semifinal is kind of unjust, just due to the strength of all the other teams as well. Now, now if they were like 
like France, if they were Brazil or Argentina. They're very close to that. Yeah. On paper. They, on paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I guess any me, team. I guess any team to, that, that to comment, make that a requirement. Yeah, that comment that he made for me was a jibe at, at uh, Southgate. Like, that for me was, like, him, without saying it directly, kind of, you know, getting at that. I think Southgate's out after this. I think, yeah, I think so. Uh, and who will replace and we'll him? See, and we'll see his actual level when he starts managing club teams. If he does. And, and, yeah. Right, and then we're going to see that. He's going to get a job in the Prem, for sure. Uh, maybe maybe not right away, maybe. but the following season, he's going to get a job in the Prem, and we're going to really see his level, and we're all going to be like, I thought so. Uh, I thought so. Well, uh, yeah. It's probably and, oh, and if you don't know what I mean by that, it's a negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's weird. It's weird because, I don't know. Club football and, and international is the same sport, but it's just it's just taken care of in very different fashions, and... It's hard to tell, but um, but the, my question would be: Who would England appoint next? Would it be Sam Allardyce? Would it be somebody like that, or is it going to be somebody more modern? You know, more you know, you know, kind of like, kind of like more leaning towards Graham Potter's and stuff like I, that. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, yeah. Still, a <laughs> we'll long know after the World Cup. Yeah. So, like uh, Siri, get back to me in six weeks. We'll see. <laughs> Um, okay, following this, okay, and, and I promise we'll, we'll get into the review after this, but it's just kind of a funny little thing um, I'm sure you have comments on. Slatan uh, had made a comment about uh, Pepsi Go. Yeah, yeah. How he he needs to be... I know we've talked about this before, but, yeah. Yeah, but Pep actually addressed it this week. Yeah. He, uh, I'll let you take the reins on this. Yeah, no, but you know what's crazy is that this quote came out like two weeks ago. I mean, I mean the Slatan quote, because Slatan just published a book, and he said that, yeah, like, Pep doesn't know how to manage egos, and and he probably will mismanage Haaland and, and stunt his growth because of that. Couldn't be further from the truth, as we know now, as but it's turned maybe, out. maybe back then that... That may have been the case, and by the way, I was of the same opinion as well. And it's documented; it's on Twitter. I was exchanging with uh, one of the one of the city fans, and and he's like, "Well, like I, I told him, I would love Holland, but I don't think Pep stays if Holland comes, because I know I feel like I know that they will have problems, because you know, um, Holland is is very much you know the center of attention, and and he's a bit uh, you know." vain and, and cocky and and you know i think he's just demands all that that light but it's it's worked out splendidly so i mean it, like i said it couldn't be further from the truth but I, I enjoyed pep's sarcasm you know pointing to it he's like oh yeah yeah i'm an egomaniac when Haaland scores three goals i tell him hey man stop scoring because i i want to be the center of attention this is my team which is funny to think that anybody would even believe that right you know it's a bold it just claim. sounds so ridiculous. It's a bold claim from Slatan. He took it too far, but for me, it was like, I feel like, yeah, the, the Eagles will clash eventually. And I still believe that, by the way. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure whatever happens in the locker room is not going to be shown to us. Yeah. But it's like, you know, sometimes you see a manager also sub off a player, and the player looks fucking heated, you know? Yeah. Like, that I, That looks more likely with Holland. And, uh, and I don't really look at that as a problem between the, the manager and, and the player. Maybe just the player on his own, because players just want to play. Um, 
So yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't really look too deep into it. But if it's like a constant thing, like maybe Holland doesn't play for a few games at a time, something like that, then then we can start saying oh, okay, th- there's like an ego clash there. But I find Pep to be like a a good enough coach manager to be able to say okay, well he's a good player and he's fitting the tactics. He's doing what I ask of him. And he's got a good attitude about things. Like, why wouldn't I let him play? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's more more important. And and when you come to someone like Slatan, that maybe doesn't want to do all that, that's when you have a problem. But for now, whatever it is, th- those things are very surface level. I don't know if it's as serious as, as people may may want to make it seem. Yeah, no, it was it was just it was it was a fun soundbite, and you know, I, I enjoyed it. The the way Pep reacted was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was funny when he kind of just rolls his eyes. He's like, "Oh, my ego is through the roof." I was like, "Ah, this dude, he's definitely he's lapping it up." But uh, yeah, man, Um, yeah, interesting little uh, you know. The journalists love that, by the way. They they always want to want to bring that up to him when when anybody makes any inflammatory statement like that. They just need that soundbite. Yeah, of course. You want to be the first one. Um, okay, let's do the review of last week, and then we'll preview this week. And uh, it's, it's I think it's the last week before the World Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Premier League uh, Leeds versus Bournemouth. This one was crazy. Leeds were down 3-1 at one point. They ended up winning 4-3. Yeah. Jesse Marsh, for some reason, was on the hot seat. Um, I don't know if it was justifiable. I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, hot seat. And uh, I, I think if they would have lost, he might have might have been sacked. That, so he that bought himself mean... three games, two games. I don't know, though. Like, after beating Liverpool, I know it's Bournemouth, but I still think he would have been all right. I know. But, I, you know. There, there was just so much chatter of it. And the, even the the the, um, the fans, half halftime, were, were, excuse me, shouting shit at, at Marsh or because of Marsh or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You, you just got to figure that. That narrative was out there. I don't agree with it personally. Uh, but they, I think they are in relegation zone. Not anymore, but you know they, they were like during the Liverpool game. Yeah, they were. Oh, they're above a point. Oh fuck! <laughs> Negative seventeen goals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh wait, no. Oh no, they're negative three. No, no, they're fine. Why, why the hell was I looking at Burnham? Anyway, uh, so no, they're 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 totally fine as of now. But the fans were were against them. It was weird. I don't know why. He's a likable guy, but you know whatever. <laughs> they didn't get the results they were looking for, and uh, that's yeah, what when you're in relegation zone, it's tough to to be happy about anything. But the way he's managed the team since he's come in. 
think they've been great, really. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, they, they've been as as good been as they fine. were with Bielsa. You know, I mean, different different tactics, but you know, overall, kind of the same product without the two great players that they once had. So yeah, man, I think he's done relatively good. It would be p- puzzling if they did let go of him. Yeah. All right, and then um, following that, uh, Manchester City versus Fulham. That was a tough one. Yeah, I it was, that it was, it was. tough to watch. I know, I know you Whoa. have your ideas on the whole uh, Joao Cancelo red card. Yeah, it's a red card because it's if it's the final man and it's a foul like that, it's a red card. But I thought it was a no call. You know, I thought it was fifty fifty. Um, but obviously, uh, he came in like rather violently. Um, but those are calls that don't always get called. So I, I was a bit surprised, and you know, they score, and you know. Um, from there, I think it was Andres Pereira who scored the penalty. And from there, I was thinking, all right, we're going to end up drawing 1-1. Julian Alvarez scored the opener. Brilliant strike, by the way. Um, And, yeah, man, um, wasn't too happy with it. But I would have been happy with the draw, you know, going from there. And, yeah, uh, 10 against 11, City still looked like the superior team. You wouldn't even know if... Well, they are the superior team. Well, but with 10 men, you wouldn't wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that with ten men, you know. That's just—it's well, crazy. That's how to much think. better City are than Fulham? Ah, that's man. a team that just came up versus a team that's been so. I will. I will say Pep is 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 the difference there. Not so much the team, because the team is great. Don't get me wrong; they're talented, but like, you know, there's certain managers that can have a team as talented and, anybody, and not create a scheme. Is like there that. anybody on Fulham that gets into City right now? Um, if if we don't put Joao Cancelo at the left back, I would take Anthony Robinson. I, I you know I knew you were gonna say that, but I agree. And Mitrovic. Ah, that's kidding. Yeah. That, that's Mela the only Hala. guy. <laughs> Truthfully, that's the only guy. Yeah, Anthony Robinson is the only guy that you can feasibly say starts on City. And by the way, I think his skill set would actually would work on City. You know, hey. it's really good. Hey. You know? Anthony's people get a hold of Pep. No, no, hey, Madrid, you guys get a hold of Anthony Robinson. We noticed for Lan Mendy, injury-prone marketing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, we, got, we got our eyes on a bigger prize, brother. Teo Hernandez. Volta. Why Volta. did we let him go? Uh, well, why did you let go of that one chick back in 2017, G? Well, you know, she... Ah, uh, surplus. She's surplus. Deadwood. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Nah, nah. But, um, yeah, man, this game... Just to sum it all up, uh, second penalty comes, rather soft penalty on De Bruyne, where he gets clipped on the heel by none other than our guy, Anthony. And yeah, so, you know. You know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We're not going to let KDB go. No, I know. But uh, I, he gets he gets kicked. And he does get kicked. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah. But he accentuates it. He fucking know. throws himself. And okay, fine. Fair enough. You know, a kick. A kick is a foul. Yeah. And for me, when they say, oh, there is contact, mm. contact is allowed, but a kick isn't. Fair enough. I don't have a problem with the foul. I don't, I don't have a problem with the call. But the way that he drew it, because if he doesn't throw himself and he keeps dribbling or tries to pass it, they're not calling it. But he has to throw himself, and they have to go to VAR. Uh-huh. And, and I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean... Um... And, and Holland converts, and, and let, let this be known, if... Anybody other than Holland scores it, the, the keeper blocks it. Oh, well, yeah. 
it's it's true. It's true. Because Mario's is not great. Well, no. What I mean is like the power and the the placement. Ah oh, man, come on. Um, it's it wasn't because of Holland. It was it was it was fine. No, it, it, was, was, a fine, just, it was a fine penalty. Yes, yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I've seen better penalties, truthfully. Yeah, no, no. Hours. He almost got it blocked. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't like due to any power or anything. I'm, I'm just kind of clowning on our boy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize somebody uh-huh. said that. Uh, no, I. I also, he, said, he said something like that, and I'm like, shut up. Well, no, for, from a city perspective, it's true though, because I think uh, maybe if they meant yeah, it from guess, that, I guess. Because we have a we have a bad reputation for missing the most penalties, like you know, than any other top six side. Um, but you know what? I will say the technique he used, where you're, it's it's not really super powerful. He didn't strike it cleanly, but it did have some downspin on it, and it just kind of creeps under under the keeper. Um, when I think of Holland striking a ball, I think of him just hitting as hard as he can, or, or like ju- just hitting it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he's gonna put that much technique. Well, I don't know if it was intentional, but that's that was what happened. That was the consequence. It clearly wasn't a, a clean strike with full power, you know. Because then that would have been a different story. Maybe he would have missed it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, overall the city get lucky to get you know three points. Um. Um. Uh, yeah. So. So. Yeah. I mean, those are the games that they need to. <laughs> that they need to. <laughs> that's funny. Well, see so, that that's somebody that doesn't like hasn't watched enough. Yeah. To even have so, that. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll get. A, we'll we'll get there. Nottingham <laughs> Forest versus Brantford. Two two. Um. Two very even sides that even out each other. Will be nice, right? Is there? Um, Wolves versus Brighton. That that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, Up the right, noise. Fucking another red card for Wolves. That's wild. I Maybe guess cost them the difference. game too. Yeah. Yeah, because they made both of their goals in the first half, and then yeah, Pascal wow. Gross gets the winner. Yeah. That's the second time, right? I believe so. Yeah, I mean. Fucker. Ah. And then uh, Everton hosts Leicester for uh, two nil. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That I game was, was painful to watch. It was terrible, but I, I was, I don't know why. I was a few guineas in, and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna stay. <laughs> I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay just to watch this game because I want. I want another excuse, uh, for. You know, I mean, just to have a few more pints, right? And then I was rewarded with a beautiful strike from Tielemans. And um, you know, every now and then he makes a case for being a really good six. He's just good. He's he's just a talented he's player. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, Too good for Leicester. I haven't seen that level this season, but I know it's there. Yeah. I, I, I'm a I'm a Tielemans fan. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'm glad Everton lost because that hype is fake. Tell, tell me what you will, but they're not as good as they have made you think they are. And Leicester have been terrible. Maybe, yeah. they, maybe they're on an upswing. I don't know. But Everton, for sure, is uh, fake news. Come on, you toffees. Again, that game was terrible to watch. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't the, the best game. Uh, but, you know, any football is good football. Uh. And then on Sunday. Sunday. By the way. Oh, go ahead. This game wasn't that. That was this game wasn't that great either. The one you're about to mention. <laughs> it wasn't, but for better reasons. <laughs> These I, teams are better. Oh well, yeah, yeah, they're better. But like overall, though, like man, 
Nobody really created. I mean, they both played defensively. Arsenal was better. I think Arsenal was clearly better. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say clearly, but I think they were better for sure, and they deserved the result. But nobody really created a clear chance that I can remember, like where it was like, wow, you know, they should really be up right now. Uh, what I will say, Arsenal retained possession more. Arsenal um, were inst- instigated the attack more. Ultimately, they won on a set piece that really shouldn't have even shouldn't shouldn't have even occurred. You know, that kind of goal where it's like it gets past three men for a tap in a yard away from goal, unacceptable uh, for Chelsea. And that was the difference. This could have been a, a nil nil draw, and City would have been topping the league right now. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, so we get to the ulterior motive. No, I, uh, I do think I do think that Arsenal were clearly better. I think that's that's. Well, I don't know if it was like marginal. I, I I do feel that 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 Arsenal were the superior side that. Day. I don't think you'd ever say Chelsea are better than Arsenal. To be fair, but well, if you they know, were, I would. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, you I'm, don't you don't give Chelsea enough credit. I feel. This season, Chelsea don't deserve much credit, but they have a lot of injuries, so so they have a lot of going against them. Oh yeah, no that that they do that they do, so, which made this game much more impressive for that alone. Um, but yeah, man, uh, if there's if there are players that I can say like, wow, you know, they really impressed well, me. I'm not saying Arsenal dominated. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just think it was. It can be close but clear. I think that's a lot. Uh, the coast is clear. Um, <laughs> I think he. I think he. I That's think they, they deserve to win. I'm not. I'm not denying that. But you know, for and I'm, I watched the game at the pub bet- between Chelsea and Arsenal fans. The the Arsenal fans, although they were happy with their goal, they were never really confident. It felt like. Well, Ch- Chelsea are still a good team. I, I I don't know if anyone's really gonna you know walk through them. Ah. Uh, a certain team did today, but. That's none of my business, though. <laughs> ah, just kidding. Uh, They'd be better with hey, all those injuries. Hey, but those, oh, those well, XGs. Well, yeah, well, yeah, those XGs, yeah. though. That's what I was actually just about to get back to Kevin Garcia because I did, I did reference Graham Potter, and, he, and I said that I, I liked the way he set out the team today, and he's in disbelief. So I'm going to just respond with the XG. Uh, well, um, I don't. I know there's a lot of talk about that, especially amongst the fans. I don't know about the pundits. I don't know about Chelsea themselves. And let's be very clear. <laughs> they just got him like six weeks ago, yeah. two months ago, if that. To be talking about firing him now is so unfair, especially with all the injuries that they have. Um, what can you do? I mean, it's it's tough, but now, I, I think now, Graham now, Potter. Now we know Kevin to be the most like, sensationalist. Yeah, yeah, he's so reactionary. He's a doomsayer. So like, I try to take whatever he says. I love the kid. You know, he's got a lot to learn. I love the kid. <laughs> I've learned to take whatever he says with the with the grain of salt. Salt bay. The, but but the narrative with with Chelsea fans is that uh, Potter needs to go. Um, I think what people want to see is him stop the bleeding. And what he does, like, let's say you're, like, in a, in a, in a duel like yeah. with swords and shit, like, 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 back in the day. Like, you get slashed a little bit and you, and you get, like, this wound and shit. Instead of him sort of being conservative and defending it, he's going to go out and try to wound you even harder. 
I appreciate that from someone like Graham Potter, who's always had less to work with. But now that he's got a little bit more talent, albeit with some injuries, he's still going to go fighting. And I don't know if these guys have that sort of heart. Yeah. These guys, like, like the more entitled players, the better players, they don't know how to be inferior. And I don't know if that mentality is caught up to them. I think that's his real problem. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you uh, happen to see the snippet of... Because they did ask Guardiola, and this is what I mean when I was referring to earlier, even the press is kind of after Potter. He was like, you know, um, I mean, the journalist, and I'm paraphrasing, is like, Graham Potter has only amassed this many points and has uh, has been struggling with Chelsea. Um, do you think, he, you know, do you believe he should be awarded more time? And then Pep kind of goes off. He's like, well, that's the problem with top six clubs. They don't award you enough time, you know? They they expect immediate results. Uh, even Klopp's even Klopp is being come has come into question. And that, that and that might be a little more fair. Yeah, but, slightly though. But, but but it shouldn't be. It re, like realistically speaking, it, it shouldn't be. But like if any other manager uh, with with that talent that he has had amassed whatever position they're at right now, which isn't the end of the world by the way. It's not like they're relegation bound, but they're they're underperforming massively. But what, get, what gives Klopp the benefit of the doubt is the fact that he's one of the best managers to ever grace the league. I mean, he's won everything. Yeah. So that's that's what bypasses that and, and allows him to have less heat. Um, and what I loved about Pep, as, as far as what he said, he's like, what I respect about Graham Potter is the same way he managed at Brighton. He's doing it now with Chelsea, and he's going to need time. And I, he's like, I already see patterns that brought back nostalgia of how I used to coach against him when I was playing against Brighton. So I, I think from a philosophy standpoint, I respect Potter for sticking to his guns. And I think Chelsea would be foolish to let him go over some bullshit, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, it's also the players, though. They, they don't... Yeah. They don't know. Well, like, Can you imagine someone coming in to, to City after Pep leaves or something, and, and he's... Okay, guys. Um, hey, guys. Fucking uh, <laughs> Arsenal, Liverpool, they're, like, on a hot streak. Um, today we're going to defend. And they're just like, nigga, we don't defend. <laughs> we have, all we do is attack. And then it's like, well, that's what we used to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, ima- imagine, you know, Chelsea players having that sort of, that, that sort of entitlement, that indifference towards being... You know, a defensive team or something like that. He knows he won't do that, but he also knows that it, that the players are going to react a certain way towards City players. There, yeah. There's like there there is a mental aspect that that might be something that we don't know. Yeah. Um. And, and it's unfair to say Grandpa needs to go right now. And let's not he go too far, time, bro. And, and how how ridiculous does the leadership on, on front office level look if they if they fall to those sort of requests from the fans or or from these short-term um, bad results, it looks so stupid. We we got someone that was highly touted, yeah, and we made a big deal about it, and now he's not performing. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna let him go, and now now we're scrambling to find his replacement. It looks so fucking stupid. And you know, as far as relativity, because uh, we're referring to obviously Chelsea, Arsenal, and, and all that good jazz. 
let's not go further. You know, it's just across the street. Look at Arteta. Look at the results he was going through and the problems with, with identity, with philosophy he was having with some of the Deadwood that was there previously. I think Potter has that to sort out as well as teaching his players what he sees as as the solution to the equation. And I think for big clubs to, you know, I think Arsenal is a perfect example to have patience. I mean, look at them now. You know, they they, they might get their, their first title in over a decade, you know. So, I mean, yeah, um, Chelsea fans at ease. You guys can you, you guys might not win shit this year. That's cool. City didn't win shit their first year with the new manager. Despite all that funding, despite being a checkbook manager, as they call them. Yeah, it's 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 going to take time, you know. And, and is the trophy list season the worst thing? It's not. You gotta, you gotta take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. You you, you can't celebrate having playing in the best league, having the best players, playing against the best competition to justify those quote unquote best players. To then shit on on the league for not having one, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a valid thing. And we've gone over this, but right now, the the way the leagues are won and the way that the measu- the the Premier League is measured as far as being the most successful team, it's so skewed. You know what we see, what we've seen from Pep, what we've seen from Klopp. You know what we've seen from Conte some years back. Um, you know, the level is just so high. You know, and any any loss, any slip up, is under the mac the microscope. So I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to watching this Chelsea team to see how they develop, and I can't wait for them to have their players back because, by far, at the moment, they're the most critically injured team. I must say they, they do have that, and and we got to give them credit. Reese James, I think even Chilwell. Ben Chilwell. I mean. Oh, Conte. N'Golo. N'Golo. Conte can't even play in the World Cup. Dude, that's so fucked. And that's why we have guys fair, like Rabiot. To be fair, I think Conte was on a on a downward spiral. <laughs> and Kamavinga and or Chouamini are better mm. for France and for their teams right now. I don't know. I think I think Conte's legs are gone. I still think he's, he's a good been, player. He, he's a good player. But he's injured. That's all. That's he's all. been injured for like two years now. Uh, I think it's been a constant thing. When healthy, though, he's, he's he's magnificent. It's like if I told you Casemiro is run down to the he's ground. Playing great. He's playing great. Um, I think Conte has shown a dip. Conte's main attribute is his physical ability to run for eight hours. And that Duracell bunny, well, I, I don't think he has the same legs. Or the same engine, I should say. I, I do agree. The legs he, are there, but he, the, the yeah. engine just isn't responding the same way anymore. He's a Duracell battery or a bunny, but he's rechargeable. In it, and I will. I can see him coming good again. Um, but, yeah, I, I get what you mean, though. I mean, a big a big part of his game is what he can do uh, off the ball, you know. And, uh, and yeah. Um, but, you know, no, just... Not quite just KDB, a, is he? Um, well... You know what might trip you out is the fact that he Conte has come way closer to sniffing a Ballon d'Or than than KDB, and ain't that ain't that some shit? You know, KDB was third place this year. Oh shit, that's right. This is the first year prior to this season. <laughs> prior to this season, though. Prior to this season, which uh, by the uh, way, okay. KD- let's talk about football though. 
Yeah, no, no, but I'm just saying though, like we're acting like like Conte's a scrub. He's not a scrub. Ah. Uh, <coughs> KDB's clear, uh, but I'm just saying though. You. But it's more of a testament to how undermined KDB has been throughout his career. That's all I'm saying. And how overmined Conte has been. Maybe I gotta maybe. say. Well, no. it's 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 a sometimes like I said, these awards are a a common denominator award. No, I just feel even beyond that. I just feel like Conte has gotten too much credit. And I think we can leave it at that. I think we can leave it. I, no, no. I, the I, point. The point is though, Chelsea are hella injured. That's that's all I want. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally agree. I totally. Yeah, agree. And they're missing their their number one keeper too. I heard rumors that City that, might be. And uh, Kunku is uh, the next to be ruined. I mean, the next up for Chelsea. <laughs> well, hopefully they ruin him like they did uh, Eden Hazard. Ah, uh, and or Lukaku. Ah, shit. Uh, next up is uh, Aston Villa beating uh, Manchester United three-one at home. Uh, is he against Emery? What a debut, son! He must he must love beating United, I guess, man. Either that or or the whole new manager thing is understated. What is it? A new one new manager is doing bad. And he's overrated, or one new manager doing great, and he's underrated. Just what is it? Drewski. Um, <laughs> this, by the way, this fat fuck has finagled his way into like into every bag. Huh? We're talking <sighs> about Drewski too funny. Shout out Drewski too funny one time. No, no, no shot. Ah, uh, but you saw a video I sent you earlier. Yeah, oh, that, that was, was that was sus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like the mannerisms were on point. <laughs> I know. Bro, that's, that's what cracked me up, bro. Um, anyways, en- enough clout for this clown, man. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. You think about relativity because you're only remembered for your last results. And this is a great start for Unai Emery, I will say. And a worrying result for United, but maybe, like you said, it's a bump in the road. But, but it, it's like one of those losses that United would have. I don't know. I don't How much work could Unai Emery have had with Evilla to say that he has his fingerprints all over this? None. Or close to Technically, he might be able to set them up, but those players aren't familiar with the system. They don't love you like which, that. Which, which must be a whole lot different than what Gerard had, right? Um, I have my opinions on that. I, we, we can give a little credit to Emery, but... It's just, it's part of the honeymoon phase for you? No, I don't even... I, I think it has close to nothing to do with him. I mean, I get your point. Like, how 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 much impact can you make on... Not even a week. <laughs> okay, because we're... Okay, so let's say we give all the credit to Unai Emery, but we were just telling everybody to give Grand Potter time. Which is it? Yeah. Because Unai Emery can hit the ground running, and, and Grand Potter, if I'm not mistaken, got a win on his first day. Yeah. He did. And now he's on the hot seat, so... How, you I'm know what I mean? Like, it's just fo- football yeah, is so temperament yeah, yeah, like that's that. That's how people are, so... Bang out. Like... I'm just going to say that Aston Villa got a good win against Manchester United. Y nada. And Manchester United actually played terribly. I don't know what happened, bro. It that's, was they, they played like shit. I, don't, I couldn't believe that's it. That's what happened. Well, the, the, real, the real thing that happened, too, is that they got punched in the mouth very early. Uh, Leon Bailey, counter, goal, great strike, left foot, bottom bins. And then they get scored four minutes later. So you're down 2-0 with not even 12 minutes gone. 
So, I mean, they, they just started terribly. I think that was the problem. And with a team like Villa, if you go up like that early, you're going to park. Yeah, you, I don't blame them. Yeah, and... They played shitty. I didn't enjoy it, like, but, you know, it's football. Yeah. It's it's just that. It's yeah, just like... I, I, I'm not going to attribute it to Emery. Right. And, and, by the way, like, as far Who's as stats go... fucking Europa League winner? Serial winner. Serial, yeah. And I mean, like, he, like I said, he's beat United before in that tournament, so it's interesting for sure. Oh God, yeah. You know, that's it's just crazy how that all comes around. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know how much stock I want to put into uh, Villa for that, even Emery. But I do think they it's, are managed better, though. Uh, um, yeah, well, Emery. Emery, I find to be a, a world class manager. He's up there for Let sure. Let me put that out there. Let me put that out there. I think he's I think almost he's too good for manager. Villa, really. <laughs> he's too good for Villa. He was too good for Villarreal. <sighs> he he deserves a top spot, and the, the the top teams that he's had have been very unfair to him. Uh, and I'm talking about PSG and Arsenal. Yeah. Oh well, I mean PSG are just criminals. Anyway, um, yeah, three one Villa. Uh, Come on, come on, you villains. United, we were figuring that they might get themselves into third place. They're their own worst enemy, I think. <laughs> I think uh, I think United well, have everything to be a top three team right now. Mm, see, that's the thing. I don't even call them United anymore. I call them Man U because the real United in the league is Newcastle. And that's what I want to talk about next. Miguel Almiron, have a day, son. I mean... <laughs> Man, um, I know it's just Southampton, and this was the final nail in Hazen Huttle's uh, coffin. Oh, he, he, well, it's yeah, a good time he, to maybe discuss sacked. that. Yeah, but he got sacked. He got sacked, rightfully so. He's gotten enough. I, I think. Leash. I think it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. How much does I, it benefit Southampton at this point in the season? I don't know. But here's a fun fact: is the fact that they've actually replaced. In the past months, all the staff below him, he was just the final guy to leave. They took off the head. Now new manager and they have oh. a new ownership, so this this is all, it all ties in. Oh, yeah, and um, who knows? It's gonna be an interesting trajectory for them. But let's focus on Newcastle for a bit. Are they a title contender? No, but they are. But they are a top four contender. Damn, bro, you answered that like Ale Moreno. I don't know how I feel about that, but. No. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. They're, they're a title just... contender. Well, that's... I mean... I mean, really, if we're talking about title races, it's Arsenal City right now. As of now. Who's third, you know? Exactly. Is it Spurs? Is it United? Is it Newcastle? And, that, and that's the race that I'm talking about. Uh, so the race this, for this third. Is you, this is where you got to split me from Ali Moreno. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a smarter person. A hundred better looking. A hundred percent. My dude says but, that every time. But yeah, I know. Um, uh, but I think that's you have one and two, which is City and Arsenal, and three, four, and five is an am- amalgamation of Tottenham, um, not Spurs, duh, United, uh, Newcastle, and I think Newcastle, as of now, if, if we're being fair. Is in third place, and then maybe uh, I just I just wouldn't count Liverpool out. I wouldn't count them out of a of a Champions League spot. Not not confidently. 
But you also have Chelsea. Yeah, so you got those four teams sort of beating the shit out of each other, with Newcastle being on top right now, and then the, the other two on top. So it were they're like, I, I guess we're at a big seven now. <laughs> but we're gonna keep we're gonna, we're gonna keep just expanding it until fucking Make we have a super league. The MLS expansion yeah, yeah, league. until we have an official super league because right now it's it's Arsenal, Manchester City. Tottenham, Manchester United, Liverpool. Well, that's what y'all wanted, ain't uh, it? Newcastle and Chelsea. Well, y- y'all got tired of boring old city. Well, here you go. <laughs> this is this is where we're going, and I like See, it. He's still up there. Uh, barely. It's not even like we disbanded the fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, you know we got we got to give Newcastle their flowers because I, I guess the one thing is they they haven't gone crazy yet. Oh man. Which is how it's coming. Yeah, this this it's uh, this January they probably will. It's coming. It, they're gonna go crazy if not January in the summer. Um yeah, maybe Sunday. They're, they're gonna they're gonna do something stupid. But they they already had some interesting players. Almiron is finally scoring a lot. I don't know if that was his role or, or if that's his function or, or if that was even something that he had done before. I don't think so. But yeah, Bruno Guimaraes, who happens to be. I'm probably the best signing of the last three years from any team. Oh man, he's been amazing. He's been so fucking good. But like you know, I mean, it's it's almost like it's not like he's a surprise. Like we knew he was this good. I mean, if you've seen, we knew he was good. But I don't know if if well, personally speaking, I don't know if he was this surprisingly good. I just I I knew he was this good, but I didn't think he would take this well to the league because he was the best player at Olympic Lyon, a team that also featured Lucas Paqueta, who was also. Way, I also feel like the Premier League is a little overstated in how good people. Are. Well, you know that's that that's that can be a, that so can Yunku be true. has been a starter for years. Oh well, so Yunku, man, you know he he played really well against City, but you know I would say it's surprising how how well he's done. But I always knew he was a good player. He was always going to start for the Brazil team. Like, if he would have stayed at Lyon, he's still starting because of how weak they are in the midfield right now. Um, you know, but, yeah. Uh, one of the, I think he makes team of the year as of now. Um, personally, I think um, he's so good. No question. Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, moving on from this match, congrats, Newcastle. Keep up the good work. Um, they're fun to watch. I'm, I got to say, man. You know, this like... And San Maximin hasn't been healthy. I know. But you know what? The, the point I was going to say is, like, they're actually scoring, like, multi-goal games. It's not like 1-0, 1-0, 0-0, 1-1. No, no, they're playing good. Brandon. They're playing good. So, yeah. Following this match, though, West Ham, Crystal Palace, a London affair. I actually watched this one, too. Um, this was Sunday. Um, and, wow. Great game. Uh, back and forth. Wilfred Zaha. Great strike to even things up in the first half. And then Michael Olise, man. Game winner, left foot, hit it like a peach. Took a deflection, but man. Easy as it like. Yeah, great result for Palace. And then possibly maybe the match of the week. Maybe not for, I think just for the the importance and the big, you know, the big clubs going at it. We have uh, Tottenham and Liverpool. Um, thoughts? I thought it was a good game. Yeah. Uh, I... Th- I, I th- think that the uh, I, I think Spurs were better they they um marginally marginally but you know they Liverpool struck first they were more efficient with their attack 
And, you know, for a moment when they were up 2-0, I, I thought they were going to run away f- or run away with it. But as far as stats go, they almost had, like, the same shots and, you know. Yeah, I, but even then, even when they were 2-0 or even 1-0, I don't know. I felt like Spurs were – they Spurs have a tendency to kind of spiral, and that didn't really happen. I, I think that – and if anything, I, I always felt like Liverpool were a little uh, – I don't know, fragile <laughs> in some sort of actions and, and that things might fucking just just get out of control. But these are two they, teams that could lose to anybody. So, like, I was expecting, you know, Tottenham to actually punch them, you know, in the mouth. And Tottenham didn't have Sun. Oh, yeah, what, what kind of difference that would have been? Or Richarlison, for that matter. So. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But, um... I know Liverpool's winning the games that they shouldn't, and they're losing the games that they should. <laughs> oh, man, I know. I'm, I, I'm enjoying it, you know, personally, but it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to see for real. Oh, no, I, I should say they're winning the... Yeah, okay, I said that right, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but that, that wraps up the Premier League weekend, though, um, as far as results. We did have some Carabao action. I'm not really compelled to go over it, but if you want to go through some... I'm not. No. Yeah. No, I, I, I honestly don't think the big team should play it. I'm very against Premier League teams playing in the Carabao Cup. Whoa. Sorry, man. Like, there's already one domestic competition. I, I don't see why there needs to be two. I, I get it. But, you know, it, they're... It's the best league for it, a reason. It, it fit back ah. in the 70s or the 60s, but today... Doesn't have a spot. Um, so let's let's do the uh, the preview and uh, we'll uh, get out of your hair. All right. So let's start off with uh, Saturday, November twelfth. Uh, Manchester City versus Brentford. Oh, come on, son. I don't know. You know, this is one of those stupid matches where you fucking just lose two one or something like that. Very possible. We almost did to Fulham. You know. But no, let's be real. No, yeah, I think I think City will win, man. Two have, have, it's, it's a send off, I think. I right? it's, it's the last game, last Premier League game, right before the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, it's got to be a good send off, man. Um, yeah, I, I I expect the three nil, three nil, three one. You know, four nil. By the way, man, fuck, I should really know this, but apparently something happened with Ivan Tony and and sports betting. So he's he's like banned for five games at least, and it may oh. be it may be more. So. Brentford just got that less scarier, so you know a four-one. Tony assisting FA amid betting allegations. Yeah, he's been. There are no suggestions that he betted on his own team to lose matches. Um. Okay, so I guess, I guess there's allegations that he's been betting against Brentford. <laughs> Dude, I'm he's a- so grimy, bro. Like, remember that one video where he's like, the chick was like, say fuck Brentford. He's like, fuck Brentford. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, this dude just doesn't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> he's just a guy who happens to be good at football and just like fucking lives he life. He has no loyalty to Brentford. I mean, fuck, who would, man? Um, but but yeah, in 13 yeah. matches this season, he has eight goals. No, he's he's. That's why I picked so, him up so, on fantasy. So, so for him, so for anyone to say, oh, there he's betting against us. Yeah, that's no, not no, no, no. There's 
clips of him like purposely you know, missing, not, yeah. missing sitters, we got to call that into question. Yeah, yeah. Which, that's not really but, the case. But then, I guess, another roundabout way, if you're betting against your team, is to not make certain runs, to be a little uh, lackadaisical, etc. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's not... Oh, goddamn, Lakers got close. Oh, yeah, let's go. Goddamn, we were almost down by 20 points. I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so I guess there's roundabout ways to go about it. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. But if he's working fully with them, come on, clap him. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> then, fine. Uh, Burnman versus Everton. We don't. Nah, just yeah, kidding. Yeah, I want Burnman to win. I, I, I just... I, I don't like Everton. I, I, I like Everton. I don't like Frank Lampard. I think he's he's over, he, he's overstayed already. So anything to get him out of there sooner. <laughs> Look, I like him as you a player. You want him to have the Steven Gerrard uh, treatment? Yeah, I think... In fact, like I think Everton have so overperformed this season, and it's and, and it's overstated. His one thing I will say, that. defensively though, defensively though they they have one of the best teams in the league. Statistically, yeah, no, I mean they're hard to score on. You know, it's it's like well, that's. I mean, and they don't generate attack though. That's their back. Yeah, and that's exactly. Like, so how hard is it? It's hard to score on fucking eight men. Yeah, but you know, it's it's like I'm saying it, it for people that glorified defensive masterclasses. Look at that. Look how easy it is. That's all I'm gonna say. Y nada, bueno. Uh, para mí gana Everton dos a uno. Y nada más. Uh, yeah, that, that, no, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. Right. I wouldn't doubt it. Following the, this next one, we have Liverpool against Liverpool two. I mean Southampton. Nah, <laughs> nah, man. This should be this should be Liverpool's duh, right? Um, yeah, no. Um, it's gotta be right. But what, what if they get the new manager charm, like like Villa did? I don't know. Um, no, no. Um, Liverpool's actually a good team. They've had bad results. They're a good team. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a good team the same way uh, West Ham are, but better. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. You keep, I, I think it's hard. It's harsh on uh, Liverpool if we're going to act like they're like some sort of like uh, relegation type team. <laughs> sometimes it, sometimes it feels like it. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, okay, yeah. Sometimes. I mean, like when you're losing the Leeds and, and you're losing at Nottingham, it's like... It just feels weird to see them in that situation. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, I think, the, I think they're... They're gonna come. They're gonna in? sneak their way into the Champions League spot. That's just my hunch. Huncho Savage. Yeah, uh, quote me on that in, uh, I guess April or May. Word, word. We'll see what's what, and then uh, after that, uh, Nottingham Forest versus Crystal Palace. Wow. Um, you this know, is I'm gonna most... go crazy and say Nottingham Forest two one. No, I will agree with you. By the way, um, I know we didn't go over Carabao, but they fucking beat a. Uh, Hey, Amokar said, are you sure you guys don't want to bet? Laker game. Live bet. Close game. If you like what you see. Sorry to sidetrack, but uh, Spurs lost to Nottingham. And they lost so bad that they had my boy Jesse Lingard hitting the gritty. Yeah. (laughs) 2-0. 2-0, and they were down to 10 men, my brother. Inshallah. Golly. 
Um, so yeah, I'll take the Tricky Trees over Palace two one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, 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 I'm in agreement. Uh, next match, Spurs leads for our, all the marbles before the World Cup. <laughs> Come on, you leads, 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 leads. Let's have it, boys. Ah, uh, yeah, Spurs uh, two. Uh, I'll take a three two. Spurs. No, no, three two leads. But um, I mean, look, man, Spurs lost to Nottingham. You know, I anything's possible. I know, but uh, I'll take Spurs. Fair they, play. they need this win, by the way. They need it. Next match: West Ham, Leicester, squaring off. What have you done for me lately? I will go for a one-one draw. Move on. The a battle of mid. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a mid-off, as they say. The fiftieth annual mid-off. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> ah man. Listen, man. It, it, look. West Ham are at home, so if you have, if I had to, like, gun to my head, you have to make a pick. I'll yeah. take West Ham. Fair play, fair play. I mean, mm-hmm. Leicester look good right now, though. I mean, I, I guess I'm judging after Everton, but you know, still. Yeah, I don't know, and I think uh, whatever uh, Madison has done has been very overstated. Man, I don't think we touched on it enough. Madison being omitted, fair. I think it's fair. Well, we'll have to see who gets picked first, but yeah, I think it might be fair, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, if they fucking get, I don't know. Uh, Let me put it to you this way: Does does James Ward's James Ward Prowse? Yeah, it? yeah, exactly. If James Ward Prowse makes the national team for the World Cup, then I'd be like, okay, that makes. If Emil Smith Rowe makes it, oh, yeah, no, I'd no, be no, like, okay, he's been Madison. ass. He's been yeah, ass. exactly. So Jared Bone, Jared Bone. No, I wouldn't be upset because Jared Bone's had a great. No, I'm just trying to gauge it. Yeah, I'm trying to months. gauge it. Uh, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll take Harvey Barnes over Madison. Let's just put it that way. Oh, man. Harvey Barnes is so good, man. No, they, they both are very good. I think mm-hmm. I, I think they're very equal. But, I mean, yeah. I think it's, it's and difficult. And I think Lester French would be happy at that. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Uh, following this match, though, Newcastle, Chelsea. Ooh. That's a good one. Um, I'm Chelsea, go- 2-1. Yeah, yeah, I'll go Chelsea 2-1. Uh, Newcastle, I believe it would be their first loss in a Newcastle while. Newcastle is good against mid to lower teams. <sighs> I think they're going to give up the cheeks. Um, you know, the thing about Newcastle is that they're very opportunistic. Um, so they have moments of, of uh, spurts, you know? What if Almiron meets Jamie Vardy's record? Does that record hold any weight at that point? Well, that's the thing that he... No, no, no. Well, this is the thing. If, he, if, if Miguel Almiron does that, hats off. Like, I'm serious because not even Haaland's even able to do that. So, you know, that's that should tell you yeah, everything. But but no one in the world is ever going to say that Almiron is better than Haaland. Of course, of course. But I'm saying, like... Exactly. Let, so me, let me put it to you this way. How much weight does it have? It does have a lot because... It doesn't. It, no, for, for me, because, look... It, like, it's impressive when you can score that many games in a row. It's not as impressive when it's just six in a row. When it's 13, I mean, like, what not... do you do it? Six on, six off, six on, six off. What do you mean six on, six off? Well, like, not six off, but, like, 
like six or seven games in a row. Then you, you have like one. Oh, I, I get you. I get games you. That's that's cool score. too. That's cool too. I, I think that's more valid than. Well, the, the year Vardy did that, he won the Golden Boot too. So like, yeah, I know. We, we can make that case. I but know. I'm just I saying, know. like, it's 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 something you know. But I don't think Miguel Amaral even sniffed that. But he's at eight goals this season or something like that. Oh no, for sure, for sure, bro. He's having a great season, and Correct. and more importantly, Newcastle are having a great season. And let me just give you this quick stat: the last Newcastle are undefeated in their last. <laughs> I I'm, I keep going, bro. It, it's about nine games are undefeated. The last big team they beat was Newcastle two one. That was uh three weeks ago. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, but look. I'll give it a 2-1. I'll agree with you on that. I think that's a fair prediction. And, yeah, next match. Wolves, Arsenal. 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 Yeah, yeah, they're too good. I'll say 2-0. Something like that. Not against that. And then on Sunday, uh, November 13th, we got Brighton versus Aston Villa. I'll take Brighton 2-1. Yeah, I can agree with that. Brighton two one that's fair. Deserby, he's deserving. I'm gonna make that joke every week, man. <laughs> I, I'm a Deserby fan, really. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's really showed up. He showed up and he offers something like that the league doesn't normally bring in. You know, as far as like the way he coaches his team. Uh, that's another guy that still has very limited time. I think he's he's on like three weeks, four weeks now. He mm-hmm. got appointed exactly. like a week after Potter left. So, yeah, man. Um, Fun, fun team. I'll uh, I'll take Brighton as well. I'll take him a two one. And next match, Fulham against Man United. I'll take United, man. Uh oh. Oh, I thought Laker player was down. Um, that's that's a interesting matchup. I will say, um, Marco Silva nearly got a good result out of the other Manchester side, but um. I'll have to give it to United. I think they're going to be heated. I think, you know, they're mad at losing at Villa. And I think if they strike first, it should be an easy 3-1 win for Manchester United, the Red Devils. Yeah, they don't get clean sheets. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right, man. That's our um, Premier League roundup before the World Cup. Mm -hmm. One thing I do kind of want to touch on before we we, uh, sign off is uh, La Liga. Hey, man. Barcelona, Same. top of the league by about five points. But you guys have a game in hand, no? Um, let me see. Let me I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I might be wrong. But I'm just saying, though. Um, oh, that we do? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Well, it, tomorrow, tomorrow's a match. So Yeah. It could very well be a two-point margin, but, you know. As it stands, it's a five-point margin. Uh, Real Madrid lost against um, uh, Rayo Vallecano on Monday. <laughs> yeah. 3-2, um, and then the week before, or was it, yeah, I think the week before. You guys drew, right? We drew in a game that we shouldn't have drawn. Yeah. So that, that's two points lost, and then against Raiwai, kind of, hey, those teams set up to make a frustrating night. But to score three goals against Real Madrid, hats off. Yeah, not a lot of teams can those, say that. Those are five points that, that we desperately could use right now, um, and we'd be top of the league, but we're not. And uh, Barcelona, I think, is, um, you know, they're taking full advantage. 
of what they have. They're, they're, they're bullies on the on the smaller teams. I will say, but yeah, three uh, five points is five points. Yeah, it's, and it's I will not say, nothing. no, of course. But even then, like for example, this last result that Barca had, very lucky, very fortunate to get all three points. For yeah, example, in a few instances, yeah. So it's not like either side is really dominating the league. Yeah. So I think for an entertainment perspective, it's beautiful. It's um, it's unrelenting. It's unpredictable, and and each week has its own story. But if one thing's for certain, I think so far my player of the season, you know, up until now, it's Lewandowski. It has to be. I think he's playing out of his skin. I mean, yeah. he changes games completely. And despite him getting his first red card in La Liga, um, you know, I, I, I will say that I, I am very impressed with what he's doing. No, no, I, I think he's everything that, that I thought he would be. He's, he's still scoring at a crazy rate. There there's suggestions that that Bayern Munich, you know, uh, Musiala, Gnabry, Mane, they're, still, they're scoring at a high rate. And that maybe uh, Lewandowski's not everything that he's touted to be. No, 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 <laughs> no. Let's be real. He's he's a fucking generational player. He's one of the best of all time. So we gotta give him that credit. No, he is. He uh, is really. Yeah, but um, yeah, La Liga. It's spicy. It's it's a very fun race. But really, it's between the two. It's a two horse race. Yeah, it's like, dude. I can't. I can't emphasize how abysmal the Atletico looked this season. Atletico Sevilla has been pretty disappointing. The crazy thing though is the top half. It's not who you who you would think there would be. So, <laughs> Atletico Bilbao has been pretty good. Atletico is obviously a top half team. Yeah. So, I, I guess. A, a cheeky Osasuna. Yeah, yeah, and Osasuna has been good for their standards. So. Maybe not the top guys, other than Barcelona, Real Madrid are doing good, like um, Sociedad, Sevilla, Atletico, but everyone else has kind of stepped it up a bit. It's pretty interesting. No, for certain. Yeah, it's um, it's fun, man. Interesting times. I will also give a quick little shout-out to Napoli, who are doing bits in, in Syria. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, 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 Luca Spalletti, I mean... My God, I mean, what what he's doing with the team as far as uh, as you know, game planning and just neutralizing the best offenses in the league. I mean, Chef's kiss. I what know. he's doing with the wingers, Chucky's uh, playing amazing, by the way. Yeah, for Mexico, I think that's a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's also a testament to how good the system is, as opposed to what it was with Gattuso, who. Let's be honest, man. He's very limited tactically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more of a egomaniac, I'd say. Even you know, it's it's a lot, all about him. Like you would think, like he's just teaching like a swarming type style. Yeah, yeah. So and and with Spalletti, who who's had former success in the league with different teams. Yeah, really cool, man. So really I'm, cool I'm, to see. I'm still a, a Gasperini truther. I love Gasperini as well, and um, you know, I think. Well, you know, who's having a struggle is Allegri. He's having a big struggle currently. Juventus are at their lowest, um, you know, and, and his days seem limited too, by the way. Um, so, I think so. Yeah, it's, think it's uh, about time. Serie A is fun though right now, you know. It's, yeah. And then and, and in Germany. And you still have AC Milan. Who's AC, AC Milan look very good. Spiola is, is just, you know, um, proving why he really is the guy for the job. And this is considering Slotan's not even really relevant these days so like that's a contract that once they shed and if they ever sell Leal or Brahim 
Well, Bra- Brahim Diaz is is confirmed to be going to Madrid in the summer. Oh, okay, so, so they have him for the year, but yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, there's there's a lot of evolution that will occur. You know, the the tough thing though is with um, okay, so you know, Brahim Diaz is leaving, and Leal's gonna there's there's a team that's gonna just pay a hundred, a hundred and ten million for him, which is fair. That's fine. That's the market. He's good, and, and he's very good. Um. Giroud on his maybe on his way out. He's uh, still playing. Delgado's might yeah. be getting a lot of attention as well. You you never know how the team is going to replace those guys in order for them to stay competitive next season in the way that they are right now. So that that's a tough thing to kind of look at as a fan. Oh man, I would love to work. But, for but all, with all that money and stuff, you you, you got to figure it, it's a good problem to have. Oh yeah, but you know they they've been very good at identifying young yeah. talent. We well, forget I mean, Sandro Tonali. And Tonali, oh man, man, what a player! Talk about a, a region. Don't don't tend to leave either. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that guy's locked down. But yeah, you know, it's it's a fun team yeah. that's evolving, and the league is evolving. But but it's also like a very good problem that they have in contrast to what they were over the last I don't know decade, like yeah, yeah, eight nine seasons where they didn't yeah. have any money at all. And they were on the they were bankrupt, damn near. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, next week we're going to be doing, I guess, our uh, World Cup preview. We're going to be talking about our, I guess, our guesses, more expanding more on what we've already said. And then again, there's going to be more teams that have announced their final lineups. I, I think it's exciting, man. You know, I I'm pretty pretty hyped up for a World Cup. Anything else, man? Um. No, man, I think that pretty much sums everything up. Um, zip it in, zip it out. Yeah, zip it in, zip it out, um, <laughs> you know. And, yeah, we're going to be smug, uh, and that's just the way it is, you know. Um, yeah, we're going to be a little arrogant. Yeah, at times, there will be some areas. Yeah, this is like <laughs> fucking announcing it. Uh, I can't wait to, to hear his commentary, by the way. We're referring to Alexi Lawless. I, I, I want to hear it just to see what his overreactions are or his defenses are of some <laughs> yeah, of the guys that yeah, got yeah. Remember. <laughs> If you don't agree with someone there, you have to pick someone that's going to replace them. All right? Or, like, I love when somebody fucking... Somebody tweets them some bullshit, and then, like, some, like, grotesque shit, like, cussing them out, and then he quotes it, and then they delete it, and he's like, you're ruining the game. Like, it's like, fuck. Oh, man. He, he He doesn't... He doesn't reply to the good ones, though. I know. I will say that. Yeah. He replies to the easy ones. And we will reply to anybody, so feel free to interact with us. I, dude, this this week I'm for sure posting. I've been slacking on it. I'm a, I'm gonna make polls leading up into the World Cup on Twitter and IG. So keep a lookout for that. And yeah, man, I think that that fucking wraps it up. Come on, right, say, let's have it. Ah. <laughs>